Harvard believes that you live more than once, so you live lifetime after lifetime. So the billionaire contract is you're not just dedicating yourself to the Sea Org for this lifetime, you're dedicating yourself for a billion years. So you're supposed to, when you die, you're supposed to come back. So I first signed that at six years old in the Cadet Org, and then again at 14. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. And I am the Jonathan Taylor Thomas of White Genocide, Harrison. Hmm. I like that new title. Yeah. Uh, That's one of the five things uh, heavy.com says you should know about me, just so you know. <laughs> one yeah. of the five things. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to Vegas this weekend, Las Vegas. Uh, been a while since I've been there. I know it's one of your favorite places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't you, do you still just hate Vegas? It's just like a yeah, nap to you. Yeah, I don't like it. It's terrible. Why, why do you hate it so much? I just I don't like it. It's not that I hate it. I just don't like it or want to go there. And you know, like would like you I, prefer never to go there again if you yes. never had to? Yeah, I'd be <laughs> way happy with that. But like, would you rather go to like New Jersey or North Carolina? I can, I can think of more things to do in New Jersey, to be honest. You know, <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, that's the thing yeah. with Vegas. I guess the the one thing that I kind of like about Vegas is you could just go there. Walk around, do a lot of drugs, gaze upon the dispossessed, and just sort of like wallow in like everyone's collective misery. Maybe that's what it is. It's like a psychic vampire kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I feed off of it. I don't and know. And it's just like you think you like, you, and you could, all the food is really bad. And yeah. it's like, you know, and it's usually, I don't know, most of the time I think I'm there, I, I don't have drugs. And it's like, the drinks are expensive and then it's like all stressful because it's like, oh, I got to pay $20 for a pack of cigarettes now. And it's like, I don't, and it's like, I don't gamble. So I don't care about that. Oh, see, and I there's like really nothing that interests me there. There's yeah, nothing if you're not that interests gambling, me. Yeah, mm. then I, can, I mean, I think what, we, what I usually tend to do is I go downtown. You hit the video slots. Yeah, I hit the do? video slots downtown, the yeah. penny slots. Yeah. Oh, no, but downtown you can go and sit at the bar and play video poker. And they'll just mm. keep feeding you drinks. And then there's like all the derelicts that, that are walking around downtown. That's the, that's the gambling you do? You play that, video? That's, I usually, what I do is I go and I put in like 40 bucks in a video poker machine at the bar and just yeah. play very slowly and then just get free drinks until I'm wasted. But that's usually what, and then I'll at, go at play At a casino? Craps. Yeah, at, at a, a casino. Oh, but okay. usually you have to do that downtown because now on the strip, they don't give you free drinks anymore. I mean, uh -huh. some places do. I think it depends on the bartender. But if you want to go and drink like, you know, six drinks in an hour, then you want to go downtown. But we're staying. My girlfriend hates staying downtown. I don't know why. I, I can't I, I wait to it. see if they're going to bring me a free drink. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't have that kind of patience. Well, that, well that's the thing. If you're on the strip, they probably won't. But if you're downtown, they'll just come by and be like, you want another one? It's like, all right, as long as you're playing. Uh -huh. So it's like if you just sit there, put like 20 bucks in the thing, just play slowly and you get really drunk. Um, we're staying at the Mandalay because my girlfriend will not stay downtown, which I don't know, because yeah. the last time I, it is kind of gross, but I, I kind of like it. 
Uh, but we're sitting at the Mandalay Bay, and I, do you think it would be, I don't know, just in poor taste if I asked for the room of that shooter, Stephen Paddock? Um, no, I think it's fair. I mean, don't you think it's something you, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only person who asks for yeah. that. See, that, that would be interesting. That I would go for that. I kind of want to. Although I, I do find it weird, you're so puzzled why I why I don't like it. Why would I like it? You know. I don't, I don't know. I, you're kind of into mm. like you know, the subcultures and, and 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 the depraved and just like gazing upon like, you know, the unfortunates. I, I think you. I figured you'd probably wallow in the misery. I, I don't know. No. It's, no. 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 <laughs> it is depressing though, and you are prone to depression. So if you go to a place like Vegas, it is very depressing. At times. Yeah, it's just like it's it, yeah, and it's just like I don't know. There's just like real, you know, trash bags walking around with sashes <laughs> that say "birthday bitch." And see, I, I like and watching not, that. And they're not looking happy. And it's just like I don't know. It bros just, it, fighting each other to try to go and have sex with one of those birthday bitches. And then yeah. you go to like the old people casino where like air supply is playing, and they're just sitting there, just playing you know, like the last of their social security checks on a penny slot. While breathing into like you know one of those oxygen tanks on on their fucking amigos, and it's just like you could, I don't know, I like it. As soon it's as like, I get there, I want to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I, I last I can last two days, and mm-hmm. then it's like I need to delouse myself and come back to L.A., which also isn't one of the greatest places you know in the world, but it's a lot better than Vegas. I'd rather just go stay at that fucking abandoned water park, to be honest. I'm gonna that hit that on the way up there. That would be more Definitely. fun for me. But yeah, I'm, I was thinking I'm gonna ask to see if they'll let me stay in that uh, in that in that shooter's room. But I don't know if that's gonna be weird or not. I, I consider it kind of an upgrade. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be like, hey, can I get upgraded to the shooter suite? Just yeah. see what they say. It'd be interesting. Um, the one you know, the the one thing that I uh, that It'll I it'll be nervous. interesting when when they put you in the Mandalay jail. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they've heard worse. I, I highly doubt I'm the only. Per- I highly doubt I'm the only person that's ever asked for that, um, especially recently. Uh, the one thing I am concerned about, though, is uh, measles. If you think one place in the country that you could contract measles, even though I think I'm pretty sure I'm vaccinated against it, but regardless, the one place I think Vegas to me is like the epicenter of disease. It's like a fucking McDonald's ball pit, but for adults. Right. Yeah, you know, I, like I'm thinking, like if any place there's a lot of international tourism from countries all over the world, places where people don't believe, like you know, in, in vaccination, Orthodox Jews, whatever, like lots of people coming to Vegas, that's where disease spreads. So I'm wondering if, like, you know, and that's the thing with measles. I, I'm sure you've heard about it. It's making a comeback. It's a fad now. Mm-hmm. It's a trend. There's been more than 700 cases of this vaccine-preventable disease reported in the U.S. just in 2019. I have heard this, and this is my theory of what's going to happen, um, is that also because straws are being banned in a lot of cities, um, you are going to see a large percentage of um, you know, uh, cocaine users and other drug snorters uh, go back to using money exclusively. Yeah. And it's going to spread... Um, a hepatitis. super version of the measles. It's going to be like measles crossed the world. with hepatitis. Yeah, it's going to be like an untreatable version of the of the measles. It's going to spread across the world and it's going to kill off like a quarter of the human race and all household pets. 
and then we'll have to use start using uh, different kinds of apes as household pets. And then we'll be like, wait a minute, these apes aren't pulling their weight. Bobo, why don't you fucking clean up the bathroom and go pick up Timmy from karate practice? You know, and next thing you know, it's Planet of the Apes. And the apes are going to revolt. Exactly. And they'll probably be immune to mepatitis, you know? Yeah. And then we're just going to, it's going to be the end of the human race. But yeah, I I was reading measles has been reported Arizona, Mm. California, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, and Nevada. Yeah. Like across this country. And it's crazy because like it was completely eradicated 20 years yeah. ago. And now it's back. So yeah, I mean I mean I'm, I don't know. I mean I think the main issue is uh people underestimate the risk of not getting vaccinated, especially now like being an anti-vaxxer is kind of a trend. And then they overestimate the risk of being vaccinated because now they think that every vaccination is going to give their kid autism or whatever. I mean measles are they're they're or like disease. the fidget they're the fidget spinner of this year, you know? Next year, smallpox is going to be the thing. That's what I say. <laughs> I just yeah. kind of want all those medieval diseases just to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be great. Well, you heard um, about that weirdo that, like, got those people that got the bubonic plague from, like, eating a raw marmot. <laughs> Where was that? Oh, wait, that uh, was think, in Russia. I think it was, was in it? Mongolia or something. Was it? Yeah, it was in Mongolia. But yeah. Because yeah. they, they eat raw marmot for, like, I, I don't know, some weird reason. So, <laughs> well, did yeah. you hear about the, uh, the the Church of Scientology cruise ship that was quarantined because of the measles? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a female crew member of this like bizarre Scientology cruise ship called the Free Winds was, uh, was tested. Po- she tested positive for measles. And so now the entire ship... 216 crew members, 102 passengers are quarantined in St. Lucia in the Caribbean. In Curacao, right? Well, actually, I think it's first in St. Lucia. Now they're going to Curacao. Now they're in Curacao. Yeah. Well, no, actually, now it just was allowed to return to the Curacao Harbor. It's home port. But the people are still quarantined on the boat. And you have to prove, you have to have documents to prove that you've been vaccinated. Huh. Which I don't even know. How do you do that? Like, where do you get these documents? Are Scientologists people that don't like vaccinations? Well, Scientologists feel that you, that if you're, I guess if you uh, are a successful Scientologist, you don't get ill. Like you're, you're immune to all kinds of sickness. Right. So I don't know, like to me, this seems contradictory. It's like, here's a ship, a Scientologist, people are supposed to be immune to disease and yet they have the measles. So I don't know how they're dealing with that. I mean, it's gotta be a, like an existential crisis going on on that ship. Not to mention you can't get off of it. But then, then I was thinking on top of it, why do they have a cruise ship? Like, do you know about the ship? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've heard well, about the Scientology Navy, the yeah. Sea Org, but I yeah, didn't know that, it's, that there's a cruise ship that they all hang out on. Oh, this isn't Sea Org. I just thought it was... No, it is Sea know. Org. It's Sea... Oh. Well, it's part of What did of you sea think Org. it was? What did you think it was? I thought it was like... I, I just, a submarine? You thought they had submarines? Yeah, I guess I thought they had like tow boats or whatever, like some kind of vessel. A navy they, just means you have boats. You know what I mean? It doesn't I suppose. I just didn't think yeah. it was a big ass cruise ship. I, I I kind of figured it would be like swift I don't know, boats, swift or boats, or yeah. some kind of military type vessel, or no. even like yachts. I just didn't think they owned a big fucking cruise ship that they bought yeah. from like Holland Cruise Lines. Yeah, they got cruise ships and uh, yachts. Originally, it was just yachts, but then, you know, they got bigger. So. And then they had to get the cruise ship. 
Yeah. Well, apparently, so I was reading up on this thing, this free wins. Mm. It's like a floating religious retreat center for yeah. for Sea Organization, which is uh, known by its truncated name, Sea Org. Yeah. Um, and they used to have like a fleet of ships, but now I think they they only have a few. But it's mostly this free winds cruise ship, which can hold like thousands of people. I mean, it's a, it's a very large ship. Um, but the ship and crew help Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard with research, and they supervise church functions around the world. Yeah, he was the Commodore, man. <laughs> he was the Commodore. Now it's David Miscavige. Yeah. You know, oh, the he's the Commodore now? He's, he's the Commodore mm. now. Mm. Um, but Scientologists, I guess, compare the Sea Org to members of like a religious order. Like it's a monastic order, like monks and nuns who devote their lives to Scientology. Right. Like apparently on this boat, you live communally, you work long hours for, for little to no pay. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, so, it's like, why would you do this? Like, like when, when did this even start? But apparently what happened here is uh, L. Ron Hubbard, you know, I guess in like the late 60s when he started the church, uh, the United States, I think even like, you know, particularly the IRS also kind of came down on them, started scrutinizing his movement. You know, they looked at looked at it as a cult. His, his movements? Skeptical. They were scrutinizing his, his movements. movements? Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the movement. Because, I mean, it was, you know, the yeah. genesis of Scientology. And he was kicked out of England in 1968. They were like, get out of our country, mm. you cultist. And so the next thing you know, he's like, well, I'm going to go on the sea. Because there's no law on the high seas. Right. You know, you're pretty much free to do whatever you want. So he purchased the Finnish-built free winds which I guess is part of the Commodore cruise line. And so that's where Sea Org is. And Sea Org, I just don't even understand why anyone would do this. Right. I mean, it puzzles me why you'd even join Scientology anyway. Well, yeah. not, not exactly. I mean, I can understand how like, what's her name from uh, Mad Men? What's that woman's name? Not very attractive. You know what um, I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about. Kind of uh, looks like a bird with Down syndrome. Elizabeth... No, no, Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Right. You know, I can understand. Like, she's not the most attractive lady in the world. Joins the church, you know, and then next. Thing Why you, know, you gotta hate on her, man? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Christ. It's like you look at her, you're like, ah. Eh. You're you're like a living mean tweet from Jimmy Kimmel's show or something. <laughs> I actually saw one of those stupid like mean tweets, celebrity mean tweets or whatever on Jimmy Kimmel, and one of them was like she was she was reading it and it was like. I can't tell if Elizabeth Moss is attractive or not or something. And, well, and, she's, like, she's, and not. she's like, fuck you. You know, <laughs> do you find her attractive? She, she was married to Fred Armisen. That makes sense. Another guy yeah. that, that's like actually just that's proportionate. That's not disproportionate. attractiveness. It's like a proportionate well, attractiveness what, level. I mean, that guy, that guy fucks. Everybody, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard know? that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a deviant. That guy. Yeah, I knew some chick. He ruined her life. Yeah, um, I've, I, yeah, I've heard that yeah. he's like he like menaces mm. women too. Mm. Um, but anyway, this isn't the Hollywood gossip podcast here. Mm. Um, <laughs> but Elizabeth Moss is a classic example. Not very attractive. Joins the Church of Scientology. Hooked up with all sorts of connections. Mm. Next thing you know, she's on Mad Men. Now she's on uh, uh, the Bridesmaids Tale or whatever. That I don't is. know if if those or things Handmaid's are related. <laughs> I don't know if those things are related, brah. Oh, you know I, I think mean? they I think they definitely have connections to help you out. Like I think uh, you know, the company I work for They can't I'm, help everybody out, dude. You know well, what the, I mean? The company I work for, they get a lot of money 
Well, they got a lot of money from the church and now they give back a lot of money. Mm. Like, I think that's what Scientology does is I think they invest in people and mm. then they hook you up and you use your connections and then you just give back for life. And that's sort of how I think that's how it works. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, I don't think that they have as many showbiz, you know, like I. I, I think once you start to do stuff, maybe they'll, you know, put some stuff into you because they want you to celebrities. But, you know, God knows how many actors are in Scientology. They haven't hooked them up. You know, oh. she was she's a Scientologist because she was raised a Scientologist. Leah you know? Remini. Yeah. Uh, she Travolta, was also raised. raised oh, she was raised oh, okay. a Scientologist. Yeah. They were both raised in it. As was Beck. Most of the people who are raised in Scientology, a lot of them immediately joined Sea Org. Like their parents, like a lot of the people who sign up for Sea Org are children, which is kind of mind blowing. Don't they make you walk the plank or something if you don't, don't make like you walk a plank. Mop the fucking <laughs> floor? Not fucking pirates. I don't know. They do punish you though. Yeah, so, they do horrible things to people. Well, so so uh, <laughs> the testimonials of ex Sea Org members uh, say, but so Sea Org is a voluntary and fraternal order. Entrusted to minister the advanced services of Scientology. Yes. Um, and yeah, David Miscavige is in command of Sea Org right now. Did they ever actually find that dude's wife? It's a good question. Because yeah, wasn't she missing? She was. And I don't know what ever happened. Yeah. But yeah, like as you um, as you were saying, some horrible things do happen on this ship. Like oh, they, she was found apparently. They, oh, found. they did find her. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Org's organizational structure is a mixture of like military and corporate management styles, with staff yeah. members living in like barracks, receiving boot camp type punishments for misdeeds, and then you hold like it's like you know militaristic titles within the organization. Like it's kind of like their own little navy. It's got like little cute little navy outfits. You see that? Yeah. Because the fucking Hubbard was in the Navy. Oh, that's why. That's why so he and he and he exaggerated his his service in the Navy. So he was like obsessed with it with the glory days. So he spent a lot of time. Their first boat, it was just like him and a bunch of like kids going around, and he wears his captain's hat and never <laughs> makes smokes a lot of cigarettes, <laughs> and everybody makes him feel big. You know, it's pretty much what it is. Captain Ron over there. Yeah. Captain L. Ron. Um, when a Scientologist joins Sea Org, you have to sign a contract agreeing to serve for one billion years. Correct. Yeah, it's a billion years because they believe in reincarnation. A billion years. So that's that's like the worst form of indentured servitude I can even imagine. Yeah, you, I think you have to serve for a billion years and then you have to serve at least, I think, two to four million years in... Uh, in Gazorbo's alien empire, right? After that, I think, <laughs> I think you have to clean Xenu's yeah. uh, bedpans. Yeah, what you have yeah. to do. But mm -hmm. yeah, you do. You have to clean the churches, fundraising, delivering auditing services to an investigating critics, cook, executive assistant, and you work together with all the Sea Org people. You eat together, and you're not allowed to marry outside of Sea Org. Who are investigating critics? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think it's like people who come in. That, like, you know what I think it is? I think that it's sounds like, like a weird, that sounds like a euphemism for fucking assassinating uh, suppressive persons. <laughs> no, you know what I think it is? I think it's yeah. like me or you going to like the the celebrity center and being like, oh, I don't believe oh. in any of this, oh. and then they do the personality test, which is what right. auditing services are. But oh, I see. Get on the cans.
Uh, so the huge majority of Sea Org members are the children of Scientologists, or mm. else they're longtime Scientologists who've been in the church for many, many years. And the, the reason being is not everybody is qualified to join Sea Org. So if you look at a lot of the ads for Sea Org, it's like the few, the chosen, because apparently you and I could not be in Sea Org. Well, okay. first of all, we're probably too old. But second of all, if you've ever taken LSD, you can't be in Sea Org. So we're right. out based on that. But then if you've also undergone any kind of psychiatric treatment, you're out. So you're disqualified. Oh, from, uh, okay. Sea Org. So you're already out yeah. for LSD yeah. and I don't know how many forms of psychiatric treatment you've had, but a lot. Right. So you're disqualified for joining. But if you think about it, children of Scientologists are like perfect for it. Because, you know, most of them haven't really done drugs yet. You know, they've yeah. grown up in Scientology. They probably haven't even really been exposed to it. They've never seen a psychiatrist. And they've mm. already grown up, you know, with, with the Scientology lifestyle. So for them, it's like it's almost a good opportunity to get to get out in the world and get on a boat, sail the seven seas. I took their uh, personality quiz and it said I was um, of the Slytherin house. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah, that's what they said. So, Yeah, I think I'm Gryffindor, actually. OK, but, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they don't have uh, they don't know exactly how many Sea Org members there are in the world, but they estimate about 10 to 20,000. And Damn. so, yeah. So here's some, so this is an interesting article I read about some of the personal testimonials from ex-Sea Org members. And this is why Sea Org is so fucked up. So Sea Org members are not permitted to have children while working for the organization. Couples who get pregnant are either pressured to abort the baby or then they got to leave. And the weird thing about, I mean, or the horrible thing about it is you've grown up in Sea Org your whole life. So once you, you know, once you're like, you know, excommunicated, you don't have anything. You have no job experience, no finance, and no non-Scientology friends. So mm. it's like you're just pretty much homeless at that point. Yes. But you can have a baby, I guess. So maybe that's one thing. Um, anyone who leaves Sea Org without permission is declared a suppressive person. And you're ostracized. Anybody who leaves the what without permission? The boat? If you leave Sea Org, if you get off oh. the boat, you jump mm. ship. Or you hide out and get on a rowboat and you take off, you're a suppressive person. I see. And, and if you do want to leave and you try to go like the proper route and you ask for permission, it's really difficult to get permission. You can't just quit. You can't just throw the whopper on the ground and be like, fuck you and walk mm. out. The approved yeah. leaving process involves up to three years of hard physical labor, e-metered confessionals, social isolation and group pressure. Wait, that's the process to do what? To get out. The approved but it, way. W w but if you're leaving, why do you need to leave in an approved way? Because then Where's... you're going to be ostracized. from the, You can't just... So that's the thing. If you want to leave, but yet still be a part of the Scientology oh, community... Oh, I see what you're saying. I follow you. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you, I mm. mean, if you just left, you could just... I, I guess if you're at port or something, you could just leave. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to be ostracized. Never allowed back in the cult. Gotcha. Um, so they, I guess they live in horrible conditions. Unmarried members are not allowed to have rooms to themselves, regardless of age. So you live in like small rooms with up to 12 other members. Hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I guess you can get a, your own room if you're married, though. So a lot of these Sea Org people get married at the age of 15 or 16, which is kind of creepy. Right. Um, sea Org members are denied proper medicinal care. So you don't get medical care. You're not provided health insurance. You're not given sick days. And Sea Org will not actually purchase medicine for you. So they don't even have like a free clinic on the ship. Mainly because sickness is treated as the fault of the sick person. Oh, yes. Yeah, Scientologists believe that the only reason someone gets sick is if they're connected to a suppressive person. So if you're hanging out with the SPs, you know, they, don't want to, they don't want you around. That's how the Beasles got on that boat. She's a suppressive person. So suppressive people are like the people that call into our show, right? <laughs> all of them. Yeah. They're all suppressive people. Right. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, sea Org members rarely have any hours off. And even during the off time, you're not really permitted to go far from the compound where you live and work. You don't get time off for Christmas, New Year's, birthdays, or holidays. Which makes me wonder, do Scientologists believe in holidays? Probably not. My guess is you no. Know, I know one thing, you know, I work for Scientologists. At my work, yeah. you don't really... I mean, they have like seasonal cheer, but nothing like no religious ornaments like no christmas trees no no other kind of religious symbols in the office seasonal cheer hmm. yeah like there'll be uh mistletoe or not you know like uh, what are those wreaths hanging around and that uh, sounds like what they do in like online video games you know like if you're playing Fortnite, like around yeah. valentine's day there'll be like hearts on stuff you know yeah there's like seasonal cheer but there's no <laughs> okay. like real any kind of like you wouldn't see a cross or a manger scene at my office. But I don't think you're allowed to do that anyway, are you? Um, it's a company. You can do whatever you want at a company. You know? I suppose, yeah. It's not the government. Sea uh, Org members do not have their own phones. What would be in the manger scene if they did have a manger scene? I don't know. Baby Jesus? Baby? Well, no. It would be like the no, fucking robot from the day the earth stood still. No. <laughs> and like, I don't know, you know. Like, like Xenu in a volcano. Xenu in a volcano. Yeah, isn't and that like, what it is? Glip glop, the praying mantis man having sex with, you it's know. Just these thetans flying around. Like having a, sex yeah. with Leah Ramini, you know. <laughs> yeah. Travolta masturbating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a major scene. Um, Sea Org members do not have their own phones. You can't watch TV. You're not allowed to own a personal computer with an internet connection. And you can only watch pre-approved movies like Battlefield Earth. That's it. Over and over again, Battlefield Earth. And that's all you get to... That's the only thing that entertains you. I wonder if you're allowed to watch Tom Cruise movies. Do they actually actually watch Battlefield Earth? I'm I'm assuming they do. Isn't that a Scientology movie? Kind of. What's, aren't there, isn't there another sci-fi Scientology movie that came out? Uchimota? I don't know. Well, it might just be a movie that was based on a Hubbard novel, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to think. There is another one. But I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, I guess spouses and family members in Sea Org rarely see each other. So mm-hmm. they, they reserve the right, the management reserves the right to ship different family members off to work in other countries. They think it, I guess, which makes me wonder if that's like a management technique. Because that's one thing they do in the, in my office is they will like, you know, within like for like without any notice, you come in they're like you're moving today and you just move to a completely other side of the building. 
Oh, they really? like to do that. Oh, they do it all the time. I've moved since I've been there. I've moved yeah. 14 times. We were counting it up the other day, like how many times we've moved. I've actually, where I am right, right now, I've been the longest, like six months. Mm. But we move all the time. I think it's a Scientology management principle. Okay, so why do they do that in Scientology? Just to keep people on their toes? or to n- I not- think they think that you grow stagnant mm. or sedentary when you're in one, sp- one position or the same spot. And I so see. they feel that once they move you around different people, different locations, you get a fresh perspective. Mm. But it sounds like they do that with Sea Org too. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird. And so mm. when they do move you around, you know, different countries and you, and you don't have phones, so you have to write letters to your families, they're screened. All of your letters, all your correspondence are screened by the Sea Org sensors for entheta, it's called, unhappiness and negativity mm. before they're passed on. And if they find any unhappiness in it, you're disciplined, the letter's not delivered. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. And if, and if, they, and if you do this multiple times, like if you, uh, I guess they catch you, uh, you know, writing in theta multiple times, you commit a punishable offense. Like if they consider it a punishable offense, you're sent to RPF, which is the Rehabilitation Project Force. Uh-oh. Yeah, which is kind of like boot camp for bad Sea Org members. Mm. This is insane. It's insane that this is, this is going on. It's like this weird floating cult you know, it's like, I mean, it's almost as bad as Jim Jones. Yeah. You know, it's actually one step away from Jim Jones. Well, what, what, are the, what is the fucking, what do they do, though? They, they just sail around the world? Like, what is the purpose of the boat? Like, what happens? Well, that's the thing. They do all, like, the uh, church activities. Like, they okay. clean the churches. They go around, spread the word. You know, they, uh, they're just monks devoted to yeah. the cause. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a bizarre thing. And it makes you wonder, like, why would you do this? But if you think about it, if you've never known anything else and you've been growing up in this community where they told you that everything about the outside world is evil, then you think like, well, this sucks, but it sucks worse out there. So I might as well stay here. You think anybody shows up and they're like, hey, all right, uh, when's uh, Shamu going to come out? When am I going to see that? And they're like, so this is, this is Sea Org, not Sea World. I want to see a killer whale. Send him to the brig. He's going to rehabilitation camp. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if like when you're on this cruise ship too, it's like you think you're on a cruise, but it's yeah. definitely not a cruise at all. Like no. I doubt they have a magician on the cruise. <laughs> They're all magicians. The slot machine. Yeah, I guess they are. Yeah. It, you know, they are actually kind of all magician magicians. Yeah. If, you know, I was reading about it. Uh, the church says that the free winds is like no other place on earth. It truly marks the beginning of a voyage to all eternity. That's what they oh. say about the ship. And apparently, uh, Leah Romini was saying how, I guess on the free winds, they had a big, uh, like a massive birthday party for Tom Cruise. And during this uh, birthday party, he grabbed the mic for an energetic version of old time rock and roll. I guess you can see that video online. Oh, I've seen that video. Have believe. you seen that? Of course. It's amazing. <laughs> You know, that's one of my most hated yeah. songs. It's it's really, it's Seeger's worst moment, you know? Yeah, it's it's bad. I don't even know why he's Seeger had, He's that. had some all right moments, but my God, man, that, that was just the worst. <laughs> it's you such know? a bad Jesus song. Christ. But I could see Tom Cruise singing. He seems a type to sing something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the church said that the free winds is kind of like a moving Mount of Olives. 
Like it's the place where Scientologists can reach the highest level of spiritual attainment, which is called OT8, Operating Thetan Level 8. You know, if, if you're like a Scientologist magician, you could just be like, go on stage and be like, for my next trick, I will cure myself of bipolar disorder. And then you just like, like, say you're you know, cured. Yeah. You just think on it for like two seconds and then you're like, I'm done. That, that, that is basically what they do. Yeah. Like apparently you reach different levels of thetan, thetan levels, I guess, mm -hmm. depending on how long, I think really depending on how much money you've given the church. But mm. if you devote your life to study and, uh, they, and, and serving the church on this boat is the only place where you can actually reach the top level, which is OT8. But when you get there, you get superpowers. Like they really think you get superpowers. Like, uh, well, number one, immunity from physical ailment. So uh, you're immune to sickness, but apparently that's not working out too well for him. Mm. You know, the, the measles, mepatitis going on in that boat. Um, you know, uh, they're saying here that, uh, Scientology promises individuals that you can figure out what caused your disease and then you can fix yourself. So you could go up there and say, I have bipolar or I'm epileptic or whatever. And now all of a sudden you're just cured and everyone's like, oh, they're cured. And they just believe it. Hmm. Um, you can get, uh, once you get to like the, the operating thetan level, which is, I guess, once you've kind of like, it's a, it's in the beginning, like the beginning stages, uh, you get psychic abilities and super intelligence. Hmm. Hubbard stated that a, uh, an OT's, an operating Thetan's level of intelligence is, is higher or is, yeah, much higher than the uh, current norm. And so some, uh, here's a Scientologist success story. He said, one person said, probably the most amazing thing which has happened to me was the fact of a 20% increase in my IQ as soon as he joined the church. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And apparently uh, you develop uh, telepathy as well. So while as you're getting more intelligent, you also get telepathy. Which Jesus. is probably cooler than being a fucking you know, Jew. What do you get? Circumcised? Yeah, that's it. You don't yeah, that's about it. Guilt? Yeah. You, you can't uh, eat pork? You know, <laughs> the powers of frugality. Yeah, I'm good at that. Um, thanks to these superhuman powers, one OT claimed she always knows who's calling on the phone before it rings. So that's kind of cool. What's oh, the deal with cadet org? I don't know. What's that? Oh, wait, the, aren't those the people that uh, they're like the staff before you get to see org? No, it's like the children. Oh, is it the children? Before? It's like the Hitler Youth version of the Sea Org. Oh, do they even still have that? Um, oh no, I think they shut it down because the facilities were like un unsafe and dirty and filthy. <laughs> I think it was like some Oliver Twist shit where they're just like having like it's just basically child labor. Yeah, that's what it is. Shoveling coal into the fucking thing, you know, <laughs> to to make yeah. the free winds float. Yeah. Uh, then you get telekinesis, mind control, and a universal stopwatch. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. I'm but, sorry. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> so a what? As you're as you're ascending the levels yeah. of Scientology, when you get to like level five, you get telekinesis, mm. mind control, and a universal stopwatch. What the fuck does that mean? That last one there. 
You can control absolutely everything in the physical world. So one person claimed that their coffee maker was, uh, was on the fritz. So they corrected the molecular structure of the coffee maker with their mind and it started working again. That's what the universal stopwatch is? I, th- I think that's just all part of your powers. You can, the OTs can emit an electrical flow. So you can stop, I guess you can stop, th- I guess, uh, for example, here's one thing. You this can stop woman, time like the girl from uh, Out of This World? Well, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's a, if you can stop time. Yeah. But this one woman said she was on a flight. There was all this turbulence that was going on. It bothered her, so she just stopped it. She oh. stopped it. And then, and as, as she deplaned, she was thinking how lucky it was for these people that I was on board to stop the turbulence. I thought you meant like you like an like an actual stopwatch. What do you, you think? Of like uh, what's her name from Bewitched? She like no, like just like you know, you know, you, well, you if you get to level four, you get invisibility, super strength, and this tote bag. Like I thought, <laughs> like a fucking literal stopwatch. Oh, like an first. actual stopwatch. Yeah. No, yeah, I think this like, is like some like kind the of logo power. on it, with like the Scientology logo on it. <laughs> Yeah, you get these like yeah. ethereal powers, like telekinesis and mind control, but then you also get an actual stopwatch. There yeah. you go. With Elron Hubbard's face. Immortality and this free coffee mug, you know? <laughs> well, this is kind of funny because here is saying mm. that Hubbard, in one of his books, A History of Man, said that operating thetans, OTs, emit this considerable electrical flow, which you think would be kind of cool. Like, yeah, you could, you know, fix coffee makers. Or reconstruct your television set. But what Hubbard was saying, the examples he says in the book, is you can give somebody a very bad shock, you could put out his eyes, or you could cut him in half with your mind. Okay. He's ruthless, dude. He's like Thanos. Basically, these Scientology powers are the infinity gauntlet. Yeah. That's what they all that's what they all culminate in. In the end, you get the infinity gauntlet. That's what it, that's what happens mm. with the electrical right. flow. Um, this is almost the top power here. When you're at the very top level, right before OT8, you can control people around you. Or actually, it's OT7, OT level seven. You can control people around you. You control how people, what people think and how they act. Mm. So yeah, so, so Scientologists can project a feeling onto another person. So you, you probably would enjoy that one. You can project yeah. your thoughts of just sadness and just... <laughs> oh, I would enjoy that, yeah. Just just to like go walk into a room and just make everybody want to kill themselves. Yeah, that would just... I'd just be, be at, I'd be at Home Depot all day. I'd just be in Home <laughs> Depot doing that, you know? I like how uh, the way you get to level seven, where you can mm-hmm. actually control people's minds, it takes years of practicing on plants and animals. Oh. So I don't know if they just shove these Sea Org members in a room with like a Venus flytrap <laughs> and like a, I don't know, a fucking ferret. <laughs> it's like, and you got to make yeah. it do shit <laughs> for he's years. Like, yeah, like like Doogie Hauser and Starship Troopers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But okay. he actually succeeded, I think, didn't he? He did, yeah. Well, how do you know if you're succeeding in controlling a plant with your mind? I don't know. I don't See, know. I made it grow. You know, <laughs> we don't know what you're supposed to do with it. Maybe uh, you have no idea. All right. But finally, when you reach the very top level, OT eight, you are the 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 pinnacle of Scientology. Original Thetan. The original Thetan. The OT. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, you can become like a god and you can create your own world. You're basically mm-hmm. Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, yeah. You control everything. Or a dead Mormon. Yeah, or a dead Mormon. You make your own mm-hmm. planet. That's yeah. what happens. A Thetan who is completely re- rehabilitated can create his own universe. And you can create illusions that are perceivable by others. So it's the reality stone. That's what you get. Hmm. So level nine, you get the reality stone. You get uh, this a free calendar and a dead Mormon. Right? <laughs> you get a calendar, you get a yeah. dead Mormon and a right. T-shirt. Scientology T-shirt. Um, and a water bottle. Uh, Tom Cruise is at this level. Tom Cruise can create his own universe. Huh. You ever see Mission Impossible, the new one? Um, I think so. The man's a god. I've lost track of them. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, what is reality but like a real a world that Tom Cruise has created? It is. You know? That's exactly what it is. So, I mean, there might be something to this, you know? I mean, maybe we are all part of Tom Cruise's world. I think we are. Uh, I think I think he was actually just like a guy, you know, who worked at a video store. And then all of a sudden, like, he got these powers, and now the world revolves around him. You know? It could be. I don't, you know, I don't know if we're worthy of this, though, because uh, according to Scientologists, we are WOGs. That's what we are. W-O-G. We're WOGs. That Which sounds is, racist. It's a derogatory why. term oh. used to describe all of us, just average humans. What does it stand for? I don't know. They just call it WOGs. And, and so they said... Uh, Leo they Ra- have a fucking acronym for it or everything. How is this, you know? I know, it's just called WOGs. It's kind of like oh. Jews calling, you know, uh, non-Jews goys. It's just okay. a WOG. It's a like derogatory wops. term. Yeah. WOPs, guineas, you know? Yeah, it kind of sounds like WOP. But yeah, mm. it's just WOG. All right. Woggles. Um, Leah Remini was saying, because you know how Leah Remini is very outspoken yes. as an ex-Scientologist. She says this measles outbreak is a blessing in disguise um, because uh, it's posing a challenge to their belief about their supernatural powers. She said that uh, on the Scientology ship, the free winds, that's where you reach the highest level of Scientology. You're supposed to be impervious to any wog illness. But here you are, quarantined on a ship. You can't leave because you all have measles. Yeah, I don't think that's going to stop anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you think the Sea Org people, do you think that's going to destroy Tom Cruise's Absolutely illusion? Not. Absolutely not. Shatter I the can illusion? think of, I could rattle off names of doomsday cults that, you know, that uh, didn't lose a single member after nothing happened on their doomsday, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, they just pushed it's the, the power date. of cognitive dissonance, yeah. That's exactly what it is, yeah. So I'm sure they're able to explain the Thetan thing. You know what they'll probably do is anybody who has it, they're like, well, they're suppressive people, so get them off the boat. Walk mm. the plank. That's what happens. But yeah, it is bizarre to me that there's this floating mm. ship of psychotic people Yes. You know, that are just devoted to this bizarre cause. And everyone's like, yeah, well, that's Scientology. But hey, you know, what are we supposed to do about it? I do wonder what other diseases they catch on that boat, though. Oh, yes. Who knows? Anyway, people, this episode 686 here is sick and wrong. We have stories coming up next. And after that, we have some phone calls. Got some good phone calls this week. Uh, But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. 
Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here is kind of like that movie Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Remember that? Uh, yeah, from of course. Like the, was that from the 80s or 90s? It was the late 80s, I think. Late 80s, yeah. So it's kind of, this, this story is kind of like the movie Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. If Michael Caine and Steve Martin were in their 20s, but yet they're still having sex with old women and men in their 70s. So it's kind of, kind of, I can see how that could kind of work. Huh. Yeah. Actually, I'd almost be more into that. But hey, maybe that's just me. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there are advantages to being a, a sexually fluid psychopath, you know. <laughs> well, especially if you're yeah. into, I mean, that's the thing. I, that's where I can kind of see the, these grifters here. This story are very dedicated to the grift. I mean, they okay. go above and beyond. I don't think most con artists would would tend to go to this level of dedication. Right. So a church warden gaslighted and killed a gay lecturer after working his way into his will. Hmm. So a pair of students murdered this lecturer and plotted to kill his neighbor in a campaign of psychological abuse to pocket their savings. Yeah, Hmm. this is uh, just pure evil here. Completely malevolent. Ben Field and Martin Smith subjected Peter Farquhar who's uh, 69 years old, and Anne Moore Martin, who's 83 years old, to a form of mental manipulation known as gaslighting. So gaslighting, to all those who don't or aren't familiar with the term and don't know what it means, is a form... And and if you don't know what it means, you clearly don't read, you know, Salon or Jezebel.com. Yeah, because they love that term. Yeah, they love it. I think gaslighting, just think of Fox News. Think of Sean Hannity. If you want, to, if you want a good uh, your representation of gaslighting in action, think of Sean Hannity. Uh, gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation which the perpetrator sows seeds of doubt in the mind of a victim, so they can end up doubting their own memory or sanity. Right. So I don't know if these guys probably are even that familiar with the term, but this is exactly what they were doing to these people. So Field is uh, 28 years old. Ben Field. He began a sexual relationship with both of the victims, Peter Farquhar, 16 years old, and Anne Moore Martin, who's 83. And mm. he seduced them both into changing their wills so that he would inherit their fortunes. 69-year-old man and an 83-year-old woman. And he's having sex with both. You ever think about doing that? Not having sex with them, but like <laughs> finding an old person and like befriending them in the... It's a real long game kind of thing. But. It's, a, it's a long game thing. You got to yeah, be dedicated, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, although I've, I've heard stories. I knew a guy, uh, a guy that I used to work with at, my, at the company in San Francisco. One of his friends that he grew up with in uh, Fresno 
yeah. was just like on his, you know, on his street, he was really good friends with this old man who uh, yeah. lived a couple houses down and he would help him out, mow his lawn, do all this oh, stuff. Oh, you told me this and he left him his house or something. Left shit, him his right? house yeah, yeah, and like yeah. $190,000. Yeah. You know, it's like, why not? I, I guess I just, I don't know. I'm not I mean, like, I've not. I've known people who do that, like, like I, I guess it happens in L.A. a lot where there's, like, an older, not not famous, but, like, kind of famous person, and, like, you're their assistant, and then basically you become their heir, you know? What was that movie with Ian McKellen when he played, uh, was it uh, Monsters and Men? Oh, um, Gods and Monsters. Gods and Monsters. James, James Whale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should kind of get into that kind of situation. Befriend I really should. Man. Yeah, I really should because it was like with, uh, you know, uh, William S. Burroughs had an assistant, personal assistant slash lover slash editor who became his heir when he died. You know, you know, you probably all you'd have James to do James All you'd have to do is probably give hand jobs. Yeah, I think so. Wouldn't be that big of a deal. Maybe a, a blowjob here and there, but probably mostly just hand jobs. Yeah, and I mean, Steve, yeah. Steve Ditko, creator of uh, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Never had any kids. Died recently at the age of like ninety. Had an How assistant. Much, oh my that God. guy gets everything. Yeah, that's that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, these people, these or these two guys, they just went and had sex with just random old people. Yeah. Well, I think they targeted them, but they're definitely like, we're gonna have. I'm gonna start a sexual relationship with these old people. Yeah. So what? Psychologically, we we can become connected, and then I'm gonna get them into changing their will so I can take their money. Huh. Which is kind of insane. I mean, yeah. it's difficult to do, especially like, you know, I'm assuming these old people have children. I mean, Maybe if they it, don't. Who knows, you know? Well, the, you know, the, uh, the man, the 70-year-old man did not. Uh, he was right. a repressed homosexual who had issues with his homosexuality, and this guy obviously um, you know, took advantage of that. Right. Uh, but the but the woman did though, and I think that's one of the reasons why. Because I would caught. think if you're doing this and the, and the the old person has kids, like you might as well just forget it. Find somebody who doesn't have kids. You well, know? Yeah, because I mean, yeah. could you imagine if it was your dad? Mm. You know, it's like, and all of a sudden they're dating like a 26 year old person. Wouldn't you be like, this is a little odd, Dad? And a Nicole Smith kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, it's a little odd. Uh, but they, but they they went a couple steps further though. Because keep in mind, not only was he having sex with them, he was also psychologically torturing these people. So okay. Mr. Far Farquhar, the 70-year-old man, had huh. his food spiked with a hallucinogenic drug called 2CB. Oh. They would put 2CB into his Nutella chocolate spread and give it to him on toast. Huh. And his neighbor was tricked into believing that God wanted her to sign her house over to these two men. Hmm. It's bizarre that the, the length of uh, just psychological torture, just the machinations that these two people could come up with. Um, Field and Smith were students at the University of uh, Buckingham. And uh, Mr. Farquhar was a part-time lecturer there. I guess he was a wealthy novelist. Uh, they both spent time lodging with uh, Farquhar as a bachelor uh, before deciding to gaslight him. Uh, they said that uh, Field, who is a church warden, and Smith, his best friend, was a magician. That's, that's yeah. what his, his job was. He was a magician. And if you look at the pictures of these guys, the one guy just kind of looks, I don't know, sort of like a cult member, like shaved head, glasses. But the magician has like one of those, uh, those bro ponytails, you know what I'm talking about? 
Um, like, what are those called? Those like ponytails, the small ones. Oh, really? Mm. Those like little small ponytail things that a lot of guys have. Um, he has one of those. In all the pictures, he's just doing tricks with cards. Yeah, I saw I saw one of those pictures. Yeah, he's, where he's awful. Like, he's like has a gun in his mouth and the yeah. cards are coming out of the back of his head. <laughs> yeah, you just you just hate the guy. You just loathe yeah. the guy just by looking at it. Well, so Field and Smith first launched a plot to kill Mr. Farquhar and pocket his inheritance. Uh, they began drugging him with with a two CB. Have you ever done two CB? I have not. Two CB is consider it kind of like special K. Yeah. But a little bit stronger. It's like one of those designer drugs. How but long does it last? Uh, uh, I guess I kept doing it throughout the night, but at least like three or four hours. I say. But so these guys would put it on his food and into his, uh, his uh, drink. And so uh, the pair encouraged him, and Mr. Farquhar here, to uh, drink heavily. And he was a light drinker before, but because they would give him whiskey spiked with 2CB, you know, it you know, exacerbated the effects. And so the usually smartly dressed Mr. Farquhar was left resembling a dribbling, shambled drunk. So his friends were kind of, you know, confused about his appearance. But the agony wasn't just like from his drinking and his outward appearance. It was also himself. He kept forgetting things like he would misplace his cell phone because those guys would take his belongings and put it in like the refrigerator Mm. and then go and find it. So so he thought that he had dementia and he was worried that people thought he was a closet alcoholic. So eventually this guy went so far like uh, Ben Field here went so far as to marry the old man. It's Field the Magician. No, his friend oh. uh, Smith is Martin okay. Smith is a magician. But mm. Field is like Field actually had a betrothal ceremony mm. where he, where Mr. Farquhar, the old man, expressed his love for this kid, this grifter. Right. And he wrote in his diary, This is one of the happiest moments of my life. Gone are the fears of dying alone. Mm. Ah, it's so evil. So evil. Let's take advantage of this guy. Um, so uh, before when this happened, after he was, uh, you know, they had this uh, commitment ceremony, the lonely retired teacher was persuaded to change his will so that Field and Smith, the magician, and uh, the other guy became beneficiaries. So when he died, um, doctors, this is in 2015, doctors thought that he drank himself to death. But then when they later exhumed his body, they found that he had been suffocated and drugged. Mm. But by this point, these two guys pocketed 20,000 pounds and uh, the old man's home. Uh, Smith apparently got 10,000 pounds. So uh, Field, well, Field had to have sex with the old man. So I think he should get a little bit more money. The magician mm. just had to do a bunch of card tricks. You know, maybe some ring tricks. Make some coins disappear. Right. So right after they became rich, quote unquote, and uh, got the old man's house, they turned their attention to the neighbor, who's mm. the 83-year-old woman, Miss Moore Martin. Uh, she lived three doors away from uh, Mr. Farquhar, the first victim, and she was deeply religious. And I think that was one of the reasons why uh, the old man was repressed. He's very religious, so he's conflicted about his, you know, his homosexuality. And these guys took full advantage of that. Yep. So Field, the man who was having sex with the old man, then befriended the old woman and began a sexual relationship with her. Wow. Which is amazing to me. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, first of all, I don't think I could have sex with an old man. 
And I, I don't think I could have sex with an old woman either. I just don't know how you could even do that. Like, uh, I mean, if you're not, I mean, I, once again, I guess I'm not psychotic. I've I heard mean, like, I, I, I forget where I read it or something, but like if you, if you were being trained like by the KGB as a spy, like one of the things you had to be able to do would be to basically have sex with anyone. That was that movie you saw with uh, the Red Sparrow movie. With no, uh, I haven't seen that movie. You haven't seen that? That's what happened yeah. in that. You'd oh. be, if you were a Red Sparrow, oh. it's with uh, I forget her name. I, I heard it's like me, like men and women. It's like you got to be able to like even if you're a man, like you got to be able to fuck this old man, this lady, whoever, anybody. But you got to be able to just perform. I just, I just don't think I have enough penis control to do yeah. that. I just, yeah. I just couldn't do it. I don't, I don't think I'd be able to do it. But this guy, I mean, uh, I don't know. He's just an evil genius here. Yeah. Uh, ben Field. Uh, he and Smith uh, embarked on a campaign to pocket uh, Miss Moore Martin's home and her inheritance. And so what they did is not only they, they drug her with 2CB, much like they did with the older man, uh, they also used a white marker to write biblical messages on the mirrors inside her home. And this woman believed the messages. The, the, she thought these messages were directly from God. And he was leading her to go through with the demands of these two guys. Leave all of your money to these two grifters. Are you sure this was, wasn't written by the fucking Bronte sisters or something? <laughs> it, sound... I mean, it seems like it, yeah. but I mean, it's just bizarre to me that that... This woman, I mean, I guess if you're deeply religious, I can see that. I mean, you know, you can see uh, Jesus in a, in a, you know, a bowl of cookie crisp. Or well, that's whatever, how, but... you know, he, Jesus communicates to me by writing on my uh, mirror with lipstick. That's, <laughs> Just that's, lipstick? That's his preferred <laughs> method of communication. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. He taunts me as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, at this point, this lady was so hopped up on 2CB, you could play Phil Collins records backwards and say it was God giving her a message. Do you, you remember, know? now when you think of Cookie Crisp, do you think of the burglar or the wizard? Because you're a little older than me. I think of the burglar. Okay, yeah, me too. Yeah. Apparently yeah. there was a wizard before that. Was there that. a wizard? That's what I've, I'm like in the, led what, to 70s? understand. I, I guess, or in the early 80s or something. Do they you know. still have Cookie Crisp? I feel like they do. I haven't seen it in a long time. I guess mm. I don't really, but I'm not like eight years old, so I don't usually tend right. to eat those cereals anymore. <laughs> um, Benjamin Field also convinced the woman to hand over 4,000 pounds for a new car and 27 pounds for a dialysis machine for his, quote, seriously ill brother, who they brought in on the con. Who said he needed a new liver or kidney or whatever. And oh. so this woman's just like, oh, yeah, here's 30,000 pounds for him. Uh, they even tried to convince uh, the woman to commit suicide so they could get her fortune. And he bought her a book on uh, Amazon, which details the methods and means of self-euthanasia. So she started worrying about her own uh, sanity, obviously. I mean, why this... would they what, like what was the argument to try to get her to kill herself? I think that, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think they were just convincing her that uh, she was sell. sick in the head and that, mm. you know, and that at this point, God wants her to die. And mm. so here's a book. Uh, you can just do it yourself. Um, and they were also doing all those things to make her go insane. They were hiding things around her house. So she thought she'd lost them and that mm. they would miraculously just find them for her. So she thought she was just completely losing her mind. 
Where's my universal stopwatch? <laughs> Where's my L. Ron Hubbard jacket? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like I think she was just totally going insane. And so I think, you know, suicide might just have seemed like an easy way out. But the plan backfired when she suffered a seizure at her home and was hospitalized. And uh, she told relatives, because she had children, her relatives said uh, that these two friends of hers had been giving her a white powder to make her sleep better. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why didn't they just put it in tea or something? What the fuck? Well, I, mean, I don't know if she was, Yeah, I don't know if she was snorting it. I think, well, I don't know. Maybe oh they're just doing it in, in the open. But anyway, they... Uh, they got lazy, those guys. Mm. Well, they tested her, and then they found out that, uh, yeah, that she had drugs in her system. And so uh, her niece had alerted police... But then she had died a couple months later just from natural causes. But by that time, they had already you know, suspected foul play and they linked the neighbor's deaths. So they started looking into these two guys. And, uh, and so one of the police officers here who was on the case said that the final strategy for these dudes was death. Because then they'd get, a, you know, without death, they're going to get, you know, there'd be no gain. So what they were trying to do is make the death look like an accident or a suicide you know, because it's an elderly person, you know, with an ailing life. You know, there are a lot of these, like the man was a loner, obviously had issues with his own sexuality. So they're right. just trying to make it look like he committed suicide or, or drank himself to death or mm. fell at home. So they, they looked into all these different ways to kill off these old people. And uh, their goal was to inherit the house once they died. So once, once these old people died, they get to, you know, inherit the house and enjoy the money and live off of it. But my mm. question is, what were they going to do? Just stay in the house and, and like wear his clothes? Like act like it's their house living in this like old person neighborhood? What did, what did they do with the house? They just lived there, right? They didn't sell it? Yeah, they just lived there. Oh. Like having grime parties or something. I don't know. Do you, yeah. do you remember that one episode of Seinfeld where Kramer like moved into the same old person community as uh, Jerry's, Jerry's parents in Florida? Yes, of course, yeah. It's kind of just reminds me of that. Like these two guys... Yeah. You know, these two chavs, one's a magician, and they're just living in this, like, old people community. How do you know it's an old person community? Well, because it's, like, old lady lives next door, and then there's another old person next door. They just, like, we're going around just, like, that well, maybe mean. not. I don't know. Yeah. I'm assuming because yeah. there's, you know, it's just a, a wealthy area of uh, Buckinghamshire that there's, like, a lot of old people who probably, I don't know, live alone. And right. so they're just, like, eventually just going to own the whole neighborhood. Once they start having sex with all these old people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, you know, the, the court heard, because right now they're, they're uh, being tried, that uh, Field thrived. The, the one uh, perpetrator, Ben Field, thrived on recording his thoughts and activities. And he described all his potential victims as clients. He kept a journal. Oh, my God. Just listing all of his activity here. Just a fucking fuck. idiot. Just yeah. an idiot. Um, he admits to defrauding Mr. Farquhar and, and Miss Moore Martin by pretending to be in a genuine relationship with them to change their wills. He also admits drugging them both, but he claims he did it because they were proving difficult to live with. <laughs> which, which makes sense. I mean, could you imagine living with an 80-year-old person? I guess, yeah. I would get kind of annoyed. Yeah. I imagine, I imagine like they would wake up when I'm trying to have sex. Right. You know, or if I'm masturbating loudly. Yeah, they're up pretty early. The porn, they get they up really early. Turn the TV up really loud, you know? Yeah. 
watching I mean, NCIS. Yeah, exactly. Up up into the, mm. You know, uh, the, watching fucking uh, Matlock reruns. Yep. It's like, I don't uh-huh. want to sit there and deal with that. I'd rather just drug them so they pass out, knock them down the stairs. You know, uh, last but, time I was home in, in Rhode Island, my mother was watching Matlock reruns. God, Matlock's still on. Well, it's like on like the, I don't know, whatever the, like the Nick at Night channel or something, you know? Who do you think oh. would win in like a Death Rocky fight to the death? Matlock mm-hmm. or Perry Mason? Um, I'm going to say Perry Mason. Just because of the girth? Yeah, the girth. <laughs> the girth. <laughs> you just yeah. crush him. I think yeah. Matlock would be faster. He was also, wasn't he in the fucking Andy Griffith? He knows how to use a gun. Yeah, I guess so. But, so, you know. Mm. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, stupid question. Uh, Field and Smith deny murdering Mr. Farquhar and plotting to murder Miss Moore Martin. Uh, they also deny attempting to murder the woman. Um, the magician denies two counts of fraud, burglary and possession of an article for use in fraud. And Field's brother, Tom, also denies the fraud. I like how he brought his brother into this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean... As idiotic as these two guys were, you gotta admire the dedication. Yeah. I just don't think I have it in me to be that dedicated to, uh, first of all, have sex with the old people, but live with the old people enough to get them to change their will. And I mean, also, I, like, weird supernatural fucking deception. Yeah, like, that's that, a whole other. That's like. <laughs> just whoa. the psychological manipulation and torture. It's like I they're mean, writing you messages respect. from God. You got to respect that to some degree, you know? I think that was the magician. The magician, the sheer I think he, he added that part. Machiavellian magnitude of it all, you know? Yeah, I know. My God. It's mind-blowing. Mm. You ever, do you ever see, uh, you know, another movie It kind of reminds me of? You ever see that movie House of Games? It's a David Mamet movie. Um, With Joe Montana? I don't think I've seen that one, no. It's actually pretty good, but I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's like... Who's the con artist here? It's like the one woman, she's a psychiatrist and she wants to learn like about gambling. So she befriends this gambler, but really they're all con artists. But who's right. conning who? Who's conning who? Who's conning who? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think she was having sex with old people in that movie. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm amazed. These guys are some class A, dirty, rotten scoundrels. Oh, yeah. I gotta watch that movie again. Gotta love a grifter. Gotta love a grifter. What do you Unless have here for the second they're story? They're a magician. Um, Police charge former Pennsylvania nurse with taking new photos of elderly patients. Jesus, everybody is sexually exploiting the elderly. That's right. Is that like a new thing we're supposed to be doing these days? Yeah, we're supposed to be doing that and also contracting um, uh, diseases from the 19th century. <laughs> Yeah, those are the two things, and you're you're (laughs) we're behind on both of those things. Yeah, I know contracting a medical disease and raping an old person. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I can get rubella. You know, maybe I can (laughs) speed things up here. Um, A licensed practical nurse at an Allegheny County nursing home took explicit and private photos of at least 17 elderly patients, some of them nude. And sent them to a former coworker. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, why would you do this? Well, that's a very good question. Ashley Ann Smith, 30, 
uh, was charged Friday with 30 crimes in connection with the photographs. The counts wow. include invasion of privacy and abusive care. She took the photos when she was working at Jesus, excuse me, Kane McKeesport Community Living Center, which is like an old folks' home. Mm. She was fired after the images were discovered. Oh, thankfully. When investigators examined Miss Smith's cell phone, they found not only the photos of naked elderly people, but also two pornographic photos of a two-year-old girl. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Yeah. She has two-year-old... The one thing about a two-year-old kid, though, I mean, couldn't they be like, you know, kids run around naked in bathrooms? She's, she has a kid, so maybe that's it. Hmm. You know? So, I don't know. Maybe this is art. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she was doing some kind of like Maple Thor type of thing. Okay. Yeah. You know? I could see it. I could see it. Um, Yeah. The photos of elderly patients depict them in various states of undress. And some images showed people in need of immediate care and private situations. What does that mean? Like they just shit themselves? I think that's what that means. Jesus Christ. In need of in need of immediate care in private situations. Like, yeah, like they shit themselves or something. You know what my theory is here? Yeah. And the only reason I'm thinking this is kind of I'm kind of like minded. I like to send uh, disgusting pure off photos to uh, my friends just to gross them out. Yes. You know, I'm one of those type of guys. Yeah. Where it's like, I'll get a disgusting picture. You know, the other day I didn't send this to you, but I had to like really restrain myself from doing it. But uh, there was a video of this guy who had like a, it was like a, he was laying on his back and he had his whole dick and balls like through like a, a hole through a particle board. And this girl was just like a big girl too, was just jumping up and down, just stomping on his balls and his dick. And I sent that to probably, I don't know, 14 people. And I was about to send it to you, but I didn't because you get really upset about that. I do. Stuff. I would have been really <laughs> pissed. I don't know why you're so disturbed by that. I would have yeah. been really pissed. But anyway. You text that to people? What's the matter with you? <laughs> Honestly. Because <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like some people like don't care. Other people get really like my brother gets really upset. My yeah. brother will send me a text like, what the Somebody's fuck is wrong Somebody's probably going to open you? it like in a meeting or something and get fired. <laughs> You know? That's the idea. But um, anyway, I can understand, like, you know, sending out a picture to grow somebody out. But I can't understand taking that picture. Like, I'm not going to take a picture of an old person who just shit all over themselves and then send it to somebody. Like, that's that's a little too much. That's crossing a line. So you're not going to you're not going to generate the content. You'll just aggregate it is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. I will, uh, yeah, like, I will perpetuate the, the content. You're the yeah, Huffington I'm like, uh, you know, uh, I'm like, uh, the, the people the, shitting themselves, the fat Jew or whatever, right, <laughs> just yeah. repurposing someone else's content. Cause someone will, usually what happens is like, you know, a fan will send us stuff to the Facebook page and then I'll just forward it to someone else. And, uh, just cause it's kind of funny. But I'm not sitting there. I, I couldn't imagine like working as a nurse. These pure, you know, these people are entrusted to you with, for their care. And uh, here you are taking pictures of them, you know, after they've soiled themselves. It's terrible. Yeah. Awful person. Uh, well, she, there's a picture of her. You know, you can look up. You look it up. She hot. Uh, hard to say. Like, would you go there? It, yes. 
Yes, I would. <laughs> uh, well, she looks completely insane. I mean, she's got the diaper astronaut Manson eyes in, the, in, in her yeah. uh, mugshot. So she looks totally bananas, but um, she looks like she could probably like have do a few different kinds of looks. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like so. she'd be down for anything. Yeah, like like it intrigues me. Hmm. Like the the the, the kind of sadism in a, in a Lindy <laughs> England kind of way, you know? I can see I that. Know. I can yeah. see that. Well, she's definitely sadistic. I mean, just look yeah. through her phone. Yeah. I like I, I do miss that sometimes. Like I miss being in an abusive relationship with a woman, you know? Well, she seems like the where, type where of I'm woman. being abused by a woman. Well, that's, like that's I miss what I'm that, saying. You know? like, she it keeps you like... on your toes. It, it really keeps you on your toes, you know? Well, she seems like the type of woman that if you're like, hey, can you just hold this knife right to my throat? She's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. How yeah. close do you want it? You know, don't you think she'd be that type of girl? I do. Yeah. I do. And it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I need somebody to fucking just whack the shit out of me, you know? And then when you it's shit like, yourself, if someone's, if someone's If someone is actively fucking... Um, uh, physically uh, oppressing me, <laughs> then I I have less time to oppress myself. Basically, is what happens. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it's that a, she's kind of doing yeah. it for you. Yeah. Exactly. She's serving that need. Yeah. And plus, you think about it: if you shit yourself, then she'll humiliate you even further by sending right. it to all your friends and family. A picture. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So. Um, the, oh, yeah. A video on Miss Smith's phone also showed a nude patient undergoing a medical procedure. Jesus Christ. She needs to get her nurse license revoked. Yeah, God, the, God knows how that ha- Like somebody was doing a medical procedure and she just had her phone out like world star. You know, <laughs> like, what? she's in the background just yeah. like world star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and move. I'm trying to get a shot here. Yeah. Like giving fucking Mr. Rosenberg, a, you know. <laughs> rectal exam and she's got a phone out all right um the images are explicit in private and some have the sole purpose to humiliate the patients see i don't think she was trying to humiliate the patients i think what she was trying to do was to gross out her friends this is what the legal complaint said yeah well um, it definitely humiliated the patients but i don't think that and was you're her you're 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 coming up with that um solely through projection Exactly. I am projecting yeah. here, but I kind of yeah. feel like I can understand the motivation behind sending these images, but not taking the images, not, yeah, not generating that content. You know, like at least like 10, 12, 15 years ago or something, 12 years ago, uh, my friend Jarrett worked at this dermatology, dermatology academy um, in New York. And uh, he'd have to like, I don't know, color correct like we like they'd have to diagnose skin conditions so people would send the academy just like pictures of these nasty like skin conditions and weird boils and horrible things and um he had like a free reign to do whatever he wanted at this place so he would like take pictures of the nastier ones put them in an envelope they had like a messenger service he could just use so he'd have it messengered to my office <laughs> like 30 blocks away that's kind of brilliant. and then try to get me to like try to trick me into like opening it or something because it would just be like some horrific thing did you ever do that a couple times yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how upset were you 
I learned. I was pretty upset. Yeah, I was pretty upset. <laughs> you know, I had a friend, yeah. my, my roommate in uh, San Francisco, when I first moved there. He actually had a website called Mullets Galore. Do you remember that? Mullets. Fake, it was fake. one of the first viral websites, like yeah. back from like the late 90s or 2000s. That guy could quit his job based on the money he made from that website. I don't know what he does now. But mm. anyway, he worked at a photo mart, like one of those places that just developed photos. And it wasn't even as part of like a Walmart or a Rite Aid. It was like, you remember back then they used to have an actual place where you just got your film developed? I don't think yes. they do that anymore. But yeah. anyway. Those little huts. Yeah, those yeah. little huts. And he worked at one yeah. of those in San Francisco. Yeah. And he would just like, just make a copy of some of the more fucked up photos. Sure. And it was crazy. Like, and he had this big like bag just full of photos. And I remember I was, when we were living, he would show me all the photos that I thought were really funny. And I was like, you know, we should really put this into like a photo book and like organize these. And so yeah. thematically, there are all these different photos, like uh, guys who like to take pictures of their own shits, like their own feces, mm. like in the toilet. There was, there was a popular one. Men who would be spooning their dogs naked in bed. That was another popular thing. Then there was one guy who used to hang from trees in Golden Gate Park with Barbie dolls shoved up his ass. And then my favorite... Like hang by a rope or hang by... No, a... hang by a branch. Okay, okay. And then yeah. he would just shove a Barbie doll up his yeah. ass and someone would take a photo of him with like Barbie doll's head sticking, you know, Barbie doll's head okay. sticking out of his ass. And my favorite uh, uh, photo, you know, uh, theme was this guy named... He was a dentist. His name was Dr. Harada. And on the same roll of film, uh, Jeremy would just take his whole roll of film. There would be huh. pictures of his family... And he had like a daughter with cerebral palsy and it'd be pictures of his like family. And then the rest of the pictures would be the prostitutes that he would have over to his dentist's office and he would stick like all the dental tools like in their vagina and their asses. Oh. Yeah. And there'd just be pictures of these prostitutes on the dental chair with a bunch of dental tools, like, you know, like the little mirror thing and the pig yeah. just sticking out of their ass. And he just felt comfortable bringing this to the fucking photo <laughs> the hut. Photo mark. Yeah, the photo hut. Are so you we kidding this, me? I don't know if he still. I want to. I would love to see if he still has this fucking photo book. But we kept you it could on just, the You could just table. like take them to the guy and be like, "Hey, I'm going to bring this to the dental association unless you pay me ten thousand dollars." Asshole. Or I'm going to show your wife. Yeah, yeah. On the same roll of yeah. film, here's yeah. your kid with cerebral palsy, like you know, playing on a rocking horse. And then here's a prostitute with a fucking like dental tool shoved up her vagina. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, it was bizarre. But anyway. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Well, um, where was I, guys? Oh, right. Um, Ms. Smith is accused in the uh, complaint of sending about 20 photos of 17 elderly patients to a former coworker who is also the father of her child. Jesus. That man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that man, Ron Whitaker, 36, um, reported Ms. Smith to hospital leadership on April 5th. And Was the center's like administrator imme immediately alerted police. Is this well, her ex-boyfriend or something? He's the father of a child, so yeah, it sounds like it. It's her baby daddy. I, I think I read somewhere else that they were separated or something. So maybe Ooh. they may have been married at some point. I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, so the... Um, the hospital or the police. Miss Smith's attorney, Frank Walker, said that uh, his client turned herself in on Friday. 
and he wouldn't discuss the specifics of the allegations. I haven't read the complaint yet, which is a great sign of a great lawyer there. Read the <laughs> and I will be I will be better able to talk about it when I speak to my client. Right now, the Constitution affords her the presumption of innocence. I don't know about that. I mean, she has just sent out 20 photos of old people shitting themselves. Right. Ms. Smith was uh, suspended without pay after the photos were discovered and was fired Wednesday when police formally advised the center that the allegations were credible. Hmm. Yeah, she's been working there since 2015 and earned a salary of $38,900. That's it? I thought nurses earned more than that. I did too, but maybe she's not like um, maybe she's not like a registered nurse. Maybe oh, like license. But she's a licensed, licensed practical nurse. What is a practical nurse though? Is that an LPN? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, just, uh, yeah I that's just made that up. You just is that made a real that up. thing? Son of a bitch! I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, maybe maybe LPN yeah. is is what you are before you're an RN. Well, because there's an RN, and then there's like a CN or something, certified nurse or LN, whatever. Who gives a shit? I'm not quite sure. But I mean, 40 grand, maybe what she was trying to do was start her own like uh, lemon party porn site or something. Uh, You know, I mean, maybe she's making a little bit of extra money on the side. See what you're saying there. Yeah, I can see that. 40 grand. Although 40 grand in Pennsylvania must... You probably go a little bit further than you would out here in New York. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because this is like not even Pittsburgh. It's like far outside of Pittsburgh or something, you know? Yeah. That must be a decent income. Is something. Uh, Mr. Biondo said Kane notified the patients and when appropriate, their families uh, after authorities learned of the photos and identified the patients. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine getting that phone call? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how to respond to that. Lori Rush, whose father was one of the alleged victims, said Friday she was notified by an employee a few weeks ago, but she was told only that the person had taken unauthorized pictures. She did not know they were nude photos. I wouldn't want to know if they were nude photos either. Yeah. I she said, "I think that's pretty heinous." That is total elder abuse. It's like total elder abuse. Older, elder. Total. Yeah. When I was reading, like looking over this article before, I read it as, I think that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty heinous. It's like yeah. total elder abuse, yeah. you know? That is so gnarly. <laughs> that's so gnar, you know? I, I can't believe you'd do that. Her father, who is 90, has been a resident there since 2015. He has dementia. I could see that he could be easily manipulated, Ms. Rush said. Uh, You're taking advantage of people who don't know their name, where they're at, or anything. Hmm, That is disturbing. That is so disturbing. That's what she said. Uh, Ms. Rush uh, noticed a new sign in an elevator a couple of weeks ago that warned that taking unauthorized pictures of residents was prohibited. So no more, uh, no more selfies with uh, Mrs. Goldstein. All right. No more Guys. selfies with the Alzheimer's patients. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Cut yeah. it out. Um, yeah, she wishes. She said she wishes the staff would have told her how serious the allegations were. Uh, Why would you want to know? I, if if I found that she out, could sue them probably. You know? Yeah, actually, I would definitely yeah. sue. But if I found, yeah. yeah, I would definitely sue. But if I found yeah. that out, I would 
dedicate my 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 sole purpose in life would be to get revenge. Even if this okay. this woman who uh, you know whose whose career is ruined now and she's probably going to do prison time, I would still get revenge. It'd be a vendetta. Any, that doesn't make any sense. I would have to. I don't know. I mean, it'd be a personal thing. It'd be a personal vendetta at that point. What are you going to do? Hire someone in prison or shanker or something? No, no, not, not. I would want to do. I would want to respond in kind. I would embarrass her at the same level that she embarrassed my father or mother. So, but you're still going to have to hire somebody in prison to get to her. Well, maybe I'd wait. Maybe I'd wait okay. till she came out. You know, until you're she weird. was released. You're a weird person. You know, I was reading the other. Yeah. Or I was reading the other day about this guy. Um, I don't know where I saw this. I don't know if it was Gizmodo or something. But this guy, he had seen uh, the movie Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Or he was actually, no, he was about to see the movie Infinity War. This was like, what, a year ago? And uh, he had posted something on Instagram saying how he was excited or here's his tickets to Infinity War. And some guy had <laughs> seen the movie already mm-hmm. and posts, Spider-Man dies at the end. Everybody mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. And, just, and then just ruined the movie for him basically. And so this dude, instead of like freaking out because everybody freaks out when there's spoilers like that, this dude DM the guy, direct message him and said, ah, that's pretty funny. I've already seen it. You're, you're a pretty funny guy. And then over the year between infinity war and Endgame, they became buds. Yeah. Like they would text, they message each other on Instagram, send each other memes and all that. And then when Endgame came out, he bought the, tickets for the the first showing like yeah the first showing and during it he took all these pictures of like hulk and iron man yeah. and all this stuff and right when he got home he direct messaged that guy all of those pictures and then said iron man dies mm. and this guy was just like what the fuck dude i thought we were friends and he was just like i was never friends with you mm. and i was thinking that first i was like wow you know that's insane but then i was i was impressed with it right I don't know. Like, could you ever go to that extent? Oh, yeah, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I've done it, you know, um, it won't, it, you know, and I and I do have a list. You know what I mean? I, I have a list, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. This woman um, would make my list. Yeah. But the thing is, is that if somebody's already being punished by the fucking legal system, I'd be like, well, that, you know, takes a fucking load off my list of things to do, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. But what if what if she My got God. like two years and you know probation or something, community that's, service? That's a, that's a, that seems fine to me. Two years. Uh, she in took prison. up beneath the ball shot. Two of years your in dad. prison and then and then community service after that. I think that's fine. I'm still gonna get her. What is it? I don't know. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin a movie for her. Also, I like. I don't know what this what is the deal with spoilers. Like, I don't give a good goddamn about spoilers. Like, if if, <laughs> if like if things get like, I, actually, I don't care about superheroes movies anymore. They're fucking yeah, war pornography to me. I don't care. But like, I remember like, if there's like a TV show I like or something, and like what happens like gets leaked, I read it. I'll read it before I go see the thing because I don't care. I just want to know what happens. You know? <laughs> well, like, you watch these movies on cams. Like, don't you oh. download like a cam? Oh yeah, usually yeah, because I don't want to pay money for those things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so but, I can see you not really care. I don't really give a shit about the superhero movies yeah. either. But, but I is, mean, I'm just not a spoiler funny. person. Like even with things I like, I don't spoil. It doesn't. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, it doesn't ruin my enjoyment of the thing just knowing what happens. It's, you know, fine. I feel like that's a recent development in human... I I think it's an internet thing. It's the era of, like, immediate communication. Yeah. That's what we have in this day and age. But I do think there are are trolls out there who do derive some type of satisfaction of just ruining ruining it, whatever this experience is for people. Honestly, I mean... I, I, I haven't done it and I don't do it, but it would give me a lot of joy <laughs> because just seeing how how seriously people take these fucking shitty movies and yeah. how, how much they get into it. It makes me angry and yeah. to like ruin their day would fucking give me so much joy, you know, like it really would. It would really just make my whole week. So I, I maybe I'm going to get into it. Maybe I'll get into that. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be spoiling. like a spoiler troll. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. should do that. It's I'm gonna start. Yeah, that's, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start. Yeah, I'm gonna start spoiling uh, <laughs> beloved movies and TV shows, and then I'm gonna just start also having sex with old people in the hopes that one of them will leave me a house. We'll leave you a house. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a, I think that's a good way to spend your free time because you don't go out to bars that much. Right. You know? It's like yeah. uh, instead of watching like, you know, uh, what we do in the shadows for the fourth time. You might as well do, go out and do something constructive. I usually go to bars um, at least once or twice a week, but it's like I go by myself and then I just sit there and then I get bored and then I go home. You know, that's <laughs> what happens. Maybe um, what you should do is just start talking to somebody and then be like, hey, by the way, Iron Man dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. Um, yeah. So anyway, the, the um, yeah, Whitaker sent, you know, they separated in November. They lived together. Right. Um, the guy she sent the pictures to, um, and, uh, but he was arrested last year and charged with assaulting her according to court records. That case is still pending. Um, on November 6th last year, after the arrest, Ms. Smith filed for custody of the couple's daughter. Um, and then they each filed petitions of a protection from abuse order against the other. Against the other. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Whitaker filed his petition first. In it, he wrote that Ms. Smith elbowed him and took his phone, then got in his face, so he wrote, I slapped her. <laughs> You're never going to win with that. Yeah. You're never supposed to hit the woman. He said, well, maybe with these charges, maybe you could come out okay. Well, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, now yeah, it so, balances yeah. out. Now that she looks like a total fucking lunatic. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so he said he was arrested that night and said Miss Smith had threatened to kill him, which I'll believe. Um, yeah, 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 so in, in her petition, she wrote that Whitaker had lied in his PFA application. What the fuck that is? The protection from abuse. Oh, protection from abuse, right. Uh, in order to gain custody of the child and said he'd threatened to kill her. Wow. Both were granted temporary PFA orders. Okay, so now I understand. Like, this guy, when he got the 20 images of senior citizens shitting themselves, I don't think he was so disgusted and on this, like, you know, just morally, you know, distraught that he went to the, the police and, and turned her in. He was obviously doing it. To, yeah, no, to, he was like, yeah, he to got get custody it, of like, the child. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is a freebie. Okay. <laughs> Here's a freebie. Oh, swish for <laughs> I me. I just you know? scored. <laughs> yeah. Point and match. Yeah. God. Uh-huh. Man, two garbage humans. I just feel bad for the kid. Right. Yeah, you know, I really feel bad for the kid. But anyway, wow. she should call me when she gets out of jail. <laughs> she does seem your type. Yeah. 
Anyway, people, uh, send your story. Sigmarpodcastgmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, but first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. So you got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Remember, people, keep it under three minutes, and we'll play it here on the show. Uh, this first set of calls we have here is from none other than Marshall Island Tony. It's been a while since we've heard from him. I know uh, Harrison gets so excited, or you're probably titillated oh, right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's his favorite, one of his favorite callers. Yeah. But, um, we could listen always, to him or we could just, you know, recite Rudyard Kipling's famous poem, The White Man's Burden, you know? <laughs> I always way. kind of do like his, uh, mm. I don't know, his, it, 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 they're so authentic. These authentic stories of native life. Mm. He's like a Jane Goodall type. Yeah. No, he's like an ape. <laughs> Hey, uh, guess who? It's your favorite Marshall Islands reporter. Um, <laughs> tell a story about something that happened when I, I'd only been in the Marshall Islands for a couple of weeks. Um, let me give you a little background here. Um, the Americans lived on this island called Kwajalein. It was um, rented by Uncle Sam. It was kept up pretty well, you know, clean, organized, white sandy beaches. Actually, it could have been a pretty nice place with a little bear fly a pussy, but... With a what? With a bear... Flies pussy? Yeah, I thought it was like a barified pussy. I don't know, is that like a shaved pussy or something? Or, or a barren non- pussy? I don't know. We'll see like a, okay, yeah. Something. Uh-huh. He's, he's got to explain it. All right. Regardless, down the reef, there's a little way, there's, way is this island called Evi. Um, it's where the Marshleys who had jobs on Kwajalein lived. And in, an, in their culture, that meant that, you know, everyone from distant family members to the, you know, the daughters, sisters, and cousins you had knocked up could come sponge off you for life. So what you had there was basically... He's like Robinson Crusoe, except he just goes and uh, uh, violates the island people. Cleus, <laughs> massive third world slum crammed onto this tiny little island. That's dirty, bleak. There's a sewage plant that stunk up half the island. Kids and dogs everywhere. Um, yeah, it was basically, and there were about, probably about 10,000 people crammed onto this miserable little rock. But, you know, it makes the math easy, though. Think about it. It gives you about 5,000 pussies. So, um, one night I head over there. He's so creepy, this guy. <laughs> I mean, whenever I listen to this guy's calls, like, like, I always think that, like, any sort of hope or, or, or any kind of, you know, 
optimism I ever had in life was crushed a long time ago. But I always, whenever I hear, listen to this guy, after I'm done, I feel like, like I just had a conversation with God and God told me that, no, actually, you're in hell. Earth is hell. You've been in it the whole time. He, makes me, he makes me think that uh, if I ever had kids, I just yeah. wouldn't want to have a daughter. I just wouldn't want to ever have a daughter that has to be subjected to a man because men are just, just, I don't know, just like the, they're just so devious. No, they're he just, just makes me, he just makes me think that like if I had a kid, I'd want to instantly just bash its brains out on a rock rather than have it live in a world with people like him, you know, <laughs> like that's kind of how he makes me feel. It just makes me think he's like a deviant around every corner, just this like man just waiting to prey on just some unsuspecting poor like island child you know just stealing your naivete anyway there was a friend of mine called mad dog um we call him that he has a tendency to start barking like a dog sometimes but anyway we're over there that night and we end up missing the last boat back it's the first time so we've heard of a e-bike. friend it's the first time we've ever heard mentioned he's got a friend can you I imagine? Usually, most of his adventures are solo. Mm-hmm. Like he's always out on his own. I don't think I've yeah. ever heard him like. But I mean, he's in the army. He's got to have like army friends, or whatever. Navy friends. Was he in navy or army? Who the hell knows? I don't know. Arm or whatever. He's in like the military. Mm. For the night, but we ran into these couple sluts who said they'd take care of us. So I remember we wandered around with him for a while. And finally, we go into some kind of, you know, house shack. And it, it couldn't have been either of those girls' families because they, they both said that they were married. So we go into this place and... I'm surprised they aren't worried about that. Like, these women are married to somebody and then you're going to have, like, I don't know, 30 male natives chasing you with machetes. Because don't you think the, the male natives that are on there hate the, the, the military guys, the white military guys? I don't know. I you would know. assume there's some animosity. Yeah. Because it's like you have these guys coming in just subjugating your people, you know, defiling your women. Like, I'm just amazed that uh, these guys are like, oh, sure, we'll just trust you. We'll get drunk with you and go back to your shack. You know what? Like, I know there are guys like this. I, I know there there are a lot of people like this in the world. It's you know de- definitely like Dude, a ton of them, Thailand. but not all, but but not all of them. You know, fucking you know glibly describe their sex crimes over a fucking <laughs> telephone call at you. You know, like that's the difference. Is it a that's sex difference. crime. I don't know. I mean, they're crimes against, if they're not crimes legal crimes, nature. yeah, they're, they're yeah, you know, yeah. just like a hearing, hearing a soulless creature glibly fucking <laughs> detail it for you. There's it's just also something so matter really of fact about it. I demoralizing think that's I like about, about it. it. Something demoralizing <laughs> about it, man. What would turn out to be kind of a pattern with the mute and everyone else, of course, there's you know, tons of people laying all over the place sleeping from young to old. And um, so we just kind of step over them, and they have some little kind of back room. And um, I was I was on top of some kind of table or something with the girl I was with, and Mad Dog was on the floor with his. Mad Dog. So um, anyway, we had fun with the girls, and wasn't he like Trump's a general or something or Secretary of Defense? 
Mad Dog Mad Mattis. Dog Mattis. Yeah, this yeah. is probably Mad Dog Mattis. That was yeah. not the same guy. <laughs> no, it's probably the same guy. It's probably oh, Mad Dog Mattis. Yeah, I do. You know, that dude is a scary motherfucker. Like you just look at Mad Dog Mattis, and you know he just lives in this home that's just you know just sparsely decorated. He maybe has like four books that are about war and the Bible. And I, I don't even know what that, I, that, you know, that guy's never been married. No kids. I, I don't know. There's something. I think he only gets you know off. a lot about this guy. I didn't know literally nothing about him. I know. I, I, I remember when he was elected, I was like, God, this guy just is so weird looking like this highly decorated general, never been married, just devoted his whole life into murdering people, mm. just destroying people, destroy, you know, it's just like, Wow. It, it takes a certain intellect, a certain mindset. There's this comic writer that I used to like. Um, I mean, I'm glad. I Thank God I only pirated his shit and didn't buy it. This guy, Tom King, he wrote a bunch of, he did a few good runs on Batman. And I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. I'm going to read more of his stuff. And then I read about him and I found out he was like, uh, he, before he wrote for comics, he used to work uh, for the CIA in Iraq. Mm. Which basically meant... Like, yeah, he's like, lit children on fire and, and then had sex with their ashes afterwards. Did like horrible things to interrogate people. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the worst shit you could imagine. And then and then he's like, you know what? I'm tired about this. It. I'm going to write for Batman now. <laughs> I guess I, I yeah. guess I'll move on to that. You know, Ugh. fuck you. Yeah. God, I never fucking paid for your shit. Asshole. <laughs> afterwards, surprise, surprise. You no, know, Mad Dog. First, he left out a few barks. And uh, then, oh, I need to teach you a couple of Marshall's words here. Remember the word for pussy was something like BB. BB. And for dick, I'm not so sure. It was I think it was like TD, something like that. But anyway. This is what like 80s see. movies would be like in actual life, you know? BB. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, Mad Dog, he's crazy, you know? Like It's like an animal house. Yeah. Yeah, we think he just crushed the baby's skull. You know, <laughs> let's get out of here. You know. Well, I'm I'm waiting for that though. Yeah, He's yeah, He's building yeah. it up. Like I'm waiting for Mad Dog just to like rip off her nipples in his mouth and just start barking yeah. with blood pouring out, and then they get chased by the Marshallese and have to swim back to their their boat or something. He's probably we'll got an see. entire fucking, uh, you know, fucking uh, sports coat made out of nipples, this guy. I, I you bet know? you he's got like a bag, just yeah. a bag of all the nipples he's bitten off of the natives, you know? Yeah, nipple bag. Yeah. <laughs> he just starts like, woof, woof. I'm a dog. <laughs> a mad dog that bites nipples. Speak Marshallese, you need to check a dictionary first. Um, so, mad dog, he starts yelling out, no, BB, BB, BB. BB wants TD. TD wants BB. Got this mad dog of Rotundo. Sounds like it. All right, and there's a part two here. Oh, great. <laughs> I do want to find out what mad yeah, well, you know yeah, mad dog would do something terrible. Yeah. He has to. I mean, I think that's the whole. I, I don't think I've ever had a. Mar have we ever had a Marshall Island Tony story that didn't have just something just awful? You know, something yeah, no, great. It's like something that like... just yeah, it was like a nice pleasant story. No, because it's always like, you know, Depravity. oh, she's screaming at me. So I use my palm to drive her nose into her brain, you know, or something, you know, like, oh, great. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. 
you know? Anyway, back to the story. Um, Mad Dog King's like, you know, BB, 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 BB wants TD, TD wants poop. Um, BB, whatever. Anyway, um, of course the girls are like, no, shut up, be quiet. But I'm um, pretty Yeah, they're probably like 11 years old. Yeah. You know? Soon you hear the family in the next room burst out laughing. So then Mad Dog gets even louder. BB, 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 BB wants TD, TD wants BB. And, um, you know, typical third world shithole. Um, all these shacks are really close together so the neighbors can hear us. And pretty soon you hear the neighbor, some of the neighboring families start to laugh. And then at that point, even the girls we were with, they, they kind of, they started to laugh too. And, but by then it's like five or so in the morning and it's about time for the boat to start running. So I go to Medad, we better get out of here before the husbands or someone with a little less of a sense of humor shows up. So we headed back in. Where the hell are the husbands? It sounds like the whole family's in the shack and they're in the back, like in a closet in the shack or a back room. I don't know. The boat's running though, so they gotta. <laughs> gotta get back on the boat. Yeah. I guess that was. Didn't think about it at the time, but I guess that was a pretty good initiation into the world of Marshley's pussy. Um, of course, I never dreamed one day of be calling up a couple of losers I've never even met to tell them about it, but I guess that's the way life is. <laughs> anyway, later days. <laughs> bye. I didn't even really follow that story at all. I'm not even really sure what happened. They they were in a living room. Like, I love how we just kind of made it all of a sudden very self-reflexive at the end. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah, I never thought I'd be calling up two losers who I've never even met to tell them about all my depravity. I'm, I, I, you know what? I, I, I'm banning this guy to the Patreon from now on. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I'm done I, with his bullshit. It's his stories have gotten progressively more boring and I'm still walk away feeling just as empty in my soul from each one. Even though like this one I didn't even understand and I was bored. I still enjoy you know? Marshall Island Tony. I would like the audience to let us know. Do you like Marshall Island Tony? Or do you think he should be relegated to the Patreon? Banished like, to the yeah. Patreon. I'd like to banish him. <laughs> I like Marshall Island Tony. I, do, I I just feel like it's, you know, how often do you get to hear these stories of just like vivid depravity? If I could, I'd send them to hell myself. You know, <laughs> I honestly would. I think you're secretly jealous because you never had to violate any third world, <laughs> third world natives. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, it makes thank it sound so appealing. You know. <laughs> thank you, Marshall Island Tony. Always a pleasure hearing from you. Um, got another story or another call here. Uh, this guy's uh, has a question for us. Michael. What's up, cunts? Got a response to Epic Farter and his unnecessarily long foreskin. I uh, actually I thought I was the only one who could do uh, magic tricks with their penis. So like like you know you pinch the end of it, pee into it, fill up like a balloon. It's Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know if yeah, and again, it, first of all, yes, it is Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Sounds exactly like him. <laughs> Second of all, that's not a magic trick. That's just fucking stupid. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. What are you yeah. doing? I mean, yeah, are you making something disappear? I mean, it sounds like you're just using your yeah, you foreskin as yeah. a hose, like an elephant would do with his right, trunk. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah. I wouldn't wash my knob with it like he does. I like I'd be in the shower and I uh, with my girlfriend and I'd fill it up and to freak her out and then I'd uh, just kind of end up peeing all over and it just splash everywhere. Kind of thing. It's funny stuff. Wait a second. <laughs> he would fill it up with water, spray the water on her in the shower, and then piss on her. Is that what he said? I don't know. I think he in the shower he would just pee into his foreskin to make it a balloon and then let it oh, go. Oh, and then let it go yeah. and just cover her with urine. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I guess everybody has mating rituals. I guess so, you know. Yeah. He's a regular Paul Reiser, you know, he's real <laughs> funny stuff. I don't know. It's what you do to get married in Wales. Anyway, I've got a bit of a dilemma. dilemma. About a year ago... I partially snapped my banjo string whilst uh, going a little bit dry with uh, with my Christ. other half. What? <laughs> what the fuck? He snapped it when what happened? When what happened? He said he was going a little bit hard. Well, first of all, explain to me, what exactly is the banjo string? Oh it's, my God, I'm not, we're not I'm, if you don't remember, I'm not going to describe it. I'm, just, I'm confused. It's not the foreskin, right? It's the It's the top of the foreskin. Is it? Top of the foreskin to you, lad. <laughs> no, th think about it for a second. Think about what it might be related to the foreskin, okay? Is it the... Uh, but, I mean, what? I guess it's the... Uh, what area of the foreskin? The oh bottom part? Oh, God. The thing it's that the attaches part. it, you fucking mutt. Oh, the bottom? Okay, so that attaches it to the shaft. I don't know the, the bottom. Shaft. I don't know. I don't know where just, it attaches. Where on the foreskin okay? is the banjo string? That's not my. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have one. All I know is I don't. It doesn't matter where it is in the foreskin. It just matters that it attaches it to the fucking penis. And it's a weird thing. Like, do they even play the banjo in the UK? Like, I don't why know. do they call it the banjo string? I mean, you play the banjo. I do. Yeah. It's it's more <laughs> of an Appalachian. Uh, you know, I guess maybe there they uh, they probably don't circumcise you know their children in Appalachia. They're very into like country folk in France for some reason. Huh? Like they love bluegrass in France. Wow! Out in the country, they have festivals all the time, bluegrass and shit. I don't know. Like Weird. the Lumineers? Are they a big fan of the Lumineers? I don't know what that is. Have you ever heard that horrible band? No. They're like some kind of country. I don't know. They're very popular. They play a lot of. They play Lumineers on like K Rock. Every time. No, I this play, isn't anything hip. This is just oh, like out hip. provinces. They have these. Like it'll be a bluegrass festival or like a weird, you know, country folk festival. You know, ah. they love that kind of American shit in France for some reason. All right, let's get back Not to this. Paris, but you know, in the country. Yeah. In the countryside. Well, let's get back to this. Uh, this guy's dilemma. With his banjo string, and uh, it uh, it didn't really hurt. You think you think yeah, you, actually, you, you wait, just kind of snap it. Anybody? Wait, how did he say he broke it? He said, "I'm gonna." Well, I think he was having hard sex. Yeah, he was having oh, okay. rough All sex. Right. Well, that makes okay. And it just kind of snapped. So does that it, mean does that mean the foreskin comes off? Well, that's what I don't understand about what the banjo mm. string exactly or does it just is. Pull does it tear? To the extent that oh. I can't even like, think about this, man. It's too hard. Yeah, it's it's harsh, but I I I guess because I, I'm a stranger to the foreskin world, I, I just don't really understand if it's like the very top of the foreskin that's like that's the the ring around it is the banjo string, or it's the if it's what connects it the I don't even know. 
But anyway, you know, whatever you know, it is. I had, a pretty, I had a pretty rough day at work today. But just these calls that we're going through tonight is worse than the, the day out of work so far. I hope the fucking third one is, you know. Is it my Let's... mother calling in to tell me how much of a, how disappointed she is in me? Like, what, what could it be? What could the third one be, you know? She's probably going to tell you Christ. how many banjo strings she snapped personally. Yeah. Right. Ah, fucking hell. But it just kind of felt like somebody flipped the end of my penis and I just kind of pulled out like... That didn't feel right, and then just blood fucking pissing out everywhere. Yeah. It's the fastest I've ever lost a hard on. Anyway, my dilemma. Um, doctor said, couldn't do much about it, apart from if I snap it again, like fully snap it, they could um, they could remove my foreskin. And I thought, well, that, that'd be good, because uh, it makes you last longer in bed. And I thought, fuck it, I'll get a, I'll get a Prince Albert piercing as well. However... What? Well, I don't understand why you'd get the Prince Albert... Just because, I yeah, mean, I don't know why that seems like <laughs> yeah. a like such a given, you know. Yeah, it's like I don't have a force. Like, oh yeah, of course, it. of course, no, that would be the next step. I'll shove a piece of metal through the tip okay. of my penis. Right. Uh, the one thing about uh, I've often wondered about this. So mm. in the U.S., most people here are circumcised. So if you're uncircumcised, it's rare and it definitely is a bit unusual, I suppose. But I wonder if you're in England and you're circumcised. Would that freak English birds out? Would girls be like, no. oh my God, this guy is circumcised. Where's your foreskin? Or would they be no. stoked? Like, I do you think know. they'd be excited think, about it? I guess it's neither. Neither of those two options. I'm interested I don't think they'd know. be excited about it. And I, I don't think it would freak them out, too. They probably encountered it before. Well, because in the U.S., I've heard oftentimes that uh, girls are like, oh, wow, your foreskin. Okay, all right. Whenever you know, I've been with... Guy. Women in England, it's never come up. It's just like, nope, okay, we're having sex and whatever. It's not, it's not, it's not addressed. It's never. Yeah, addressed. I just wonder if you're an English guy and you're circumcised, if you're an aberration, and if girls would be like, oh, oh wow, never been with a guy that's circumcised before. So you know why they call it a Prince Albert? Why? Uh, because you know Prince Albert Victoria's son was kind of like a weird dude. In fact, some, in fact, some people think he might have actually been Jack the Ripper. Um, but apparently he was such a fucking weird deviant that he just constantly had an erection. So they had to they, this is this isn't just a legend. I don't know if this is true, but um, so they, they he just constantly had a hard on. So when he appeared in public, they had to like pin his or like clip his dick like to his leg or something so that it wasn't just like sticking <laughs> out of his pants. And that's why they, that's what they call, that's why they call that piercing of Prince Albert. Wow. Yeah. God. Yeah. Is he just yeah. always horny? Take a yeah. lot of Viagra? Yeah. I mean, cause the idea is like, yeah. Cause the idea is like, he's done all this weird shit and got all different people pregnant. And it sounds like all a sorts myth to me. And, you know, Queens had to, yeah, I'm sure it is. You know, <laughs> the Royal family had to like pay people off and kill people to protect his like weird. I hope Crazy Prince Harry's kid, kid is kind of follows in the steps of Prince Albert. Is it his name Harrison or something? Yeah, it's like Archibald Harrison or something. Mm, yeah. Archie Harrison. I was going to bring that up because I was like, hey, I, I appreciate the shout out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like shout. you're uh, being named after you. Let's be fans of the show. I always thought Prince Harry would dig our sense of humor. Yes. Anyway. However, if I get it, if I get my foreskin removed, can't do the awesome magic tricks anymore. So, question I put to you guys is, do I forcibly snap my banjo string or not? 
Keep it sick, keep it wrong. What do you think there, Harrison? I think the people who call into our show are basically just like uh, modern versions of Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's what I think. I thought That's they were like opinion. extras from the uh, show Life Goes On. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> people who tried out for the role of Corky but didn't quite make it. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. If I were you, I would say, yeah, go snap your banjo string, get yeah. get a free circumcision because then you don't have to worry about cleaning your dick as often as you do if you have a foreskin. Yeah, it's easier. I, I can guarantee you no one finds your fucking magic tricks like cute or funny, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Those are like the worst magic tricks you could yeah. possibly do. Yeah. Like, that, no one wants to see those magic tricks. Like, if it's just, they're, they're just vile. And I'm sure the girls put up with it, but uh, because they don't have any other choice. Uh, I've seen a lot of other... Yeah, it's like, hey, let me show you a magic trick. While I, you know, projectile shit explosive diarrhea in your face or something. You know, they're like, that's not a magic trick. That's just, you know. I want to see the girl, like... Being an extraordinary savage. I want to see his girlfriend just kind of work on her kegels so she can shoot out a used tampon in his face. Yes, exactly. What do you think of that magic trick? That'd be something. Yeah, I'd be impressed by that. But yeah, I think if I was that guy, I would probably... Well, I don't know if I would, you know, purposely snap my banjo string. It sounds very painful. But I would probably... What I would do is I'd probably go to the doctor and just say, it never fully recovered and it's sore and just give me a circumcision so I don't have to have a heathen dog penis anymore. Mm -hmm. And I could look like a normal person. Yeah. (laughs) Heathen dog penis. Heathen dog penis. It's a good <laughs> exactly band name too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Keep your banjo oh, yeah. string. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't rupture it. That sounds very painful. It was up to me. All right, we got one more call here, and this is a guy who's calling out that dude, uh, rumpled foreskin, who is upset. Uh, it's rumpled foreskin here again. Uh, girls won't sleep with me because I've got a. Sounds like Dwayne. Get a fucking last night. Only joking, it's Dwayne. Um, yeah, it is. I think the issue isn't your foreskin, and the issue is you. Yeah. Because right. I've got foreskin, and I've slept with women in lots of different countries, and I've never got to the point where they've looked at my dick and gone, oh my God, you've got a foreskin. Therefore, now I'm not going to sleep with you. I think they had an issue beforehand where they didn't want to sleep with you and they wanted an excuse and they've got one. As Dee said, if it's really a problem, cut it off. Make some earrings out of it or something, I don't know. Anyway, guys, love the show. Yep. Still listening, as ever. And can't wait for you guys to come back to England. All right, see you later. Make some earrings out of it to go with a nipple yeah. sports coat. Make some earrings out of it. Yeah, I mean, he's got a point. It, you know, if you think about it, I think being circumcised is actually abnormal because most of the world is uncircumcised. It's only like the Judeo-Christian country that we live in here that circumcises their kids and basically mutilates them. You know, so really, you're abnormal to be circumcised. And if and uh, and honestly, it's kind of like the same thing with like I, I'm sure you've had sex with girls who had kind of weird looking pussies, 
Yeah, I've, as I've said on the show many times, I've I used to sleep with a girl who had a pussy that kind of looked like Nyub from Star Wars. <laughs> oh, you remember guy. the guy who rides around with Billy D. Williams and he's like, yeah, I remember I had sex with a girl who had like a pussy that looked like the jowls of Tom Bosley. But it's like, <laughs> but you know, honestly, when you're at, when you get to that point where you're seeing their pussy, I don't give a shit. Yeah, and I think most girls feel the same way. I think the reason fun. that guy's, I think the reason Rumpel Fortskins is not getting laid is because yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. Right. He's got issues. Yes. And I think he needs to work on that before he can work on having sex with people. I don't think it has anything to do with his foreskin. But anyway, thank you, Dwayne. And uh, yeah, next time, uh, next time we're in uh, London, I'll have to do some more of that. Uh, what was that like? That crack fucking alcohol crack shot that he does you ever, you ever like do that Sambuca with him on fire in a glass yeah something like that i've had that yeah he did yeah that it's, me, it's yeah. really weird it's like he heats it up and then you're like yeah just do a hit of it makes you feel like a crack at it sure. but it certainly does fuck you up um but anyway thank you for that uh people call cigarette hotline 323-522-4032 we did get one email i wanted to bring up this is an email directed towards harrison and uh, Mitch is to see, hear his response. Oh, is this from my mother? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is from uh, Scott. He says, just listening to the boner villain call, what a cunt. But Harrison said the last boss on Sekiro. Does that mean he got past the bull? Fuck no. I'm stuck. It's been like a week, that fucking bull. Harrison, teach me. Let me learn. The whole thing is your fault anyway. I downloaded Bloodborne and fucked it off when I couldn't slap that wolf to death. You mentioned Bloodborne on a podcast a couple of years ago, so I went back. I found that the Dream World gave you weapons and axed the shit out of that stupid bloody wolf. And so began my obsession with these games. Bloodborne consumed me and my girlfriend, who uh, loved the lore of the game. It took months to complete it and the DLC, but I did it. And now I've done them all. Demon Souls through Dark Souls 3, but I'm stuck on this fucking bull. Help me. Help me rid myself of this evil. Please. A Soulsborn reject. Scott. Dude, there's nothing I could teach this guy because he's he's better than me, I can tell you that much. What I never finished. I, ne- I haven't even gotten that far in Sekiro, man. You know? Oh, okay. You haven't even yeah, gotten yeah, that far. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like. These games are really hard. Like like Bloodborne, I got further than I ever thought I would. Um, I don't even remember what the fuck level I was at. Like where it's like, you, there's like a castle on a hill, and you're going towards it, and there are these crazy like, fucking you know Cronenberg werewolves coming at you. While for some reason the air is just cutting into you for no reason, and then giant cyclopses throw rocks at you. That's as far as I got. I couldn't get past that level, and I. You just get Honestly, with, and with those by game, the rocks or something, or just the, or the creatures. I got past all that shit, um, which was hard. And then there's like a mini boss who's like a version of you. Um, he's a monster hunter like you, and he just fucking dog walked me, you know. And uh, you know, like <laughs> those games. I mean, they're made by like this company called From so- From Software is the name of the company. Japanese company. They make Dark Souls. They make Bloodborne. They make Sekiro. Um, and the thing about those games is they're so hard. 
and they're weird. Like they're really like Dark Souls. How I would describe Dark Souls is that if my mom played a Western role playing game, like a typical kind of Western, Western Dungeons and Dragons type uh, video game, you know, and then explained it to an autistic Japanese man. And then he sat down and made a game. That's what those <laughs> games are like. He made a game based on her explanation. Yeah, based on her explanation. Of, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I mean, I've never won any of those. I mean, I've made it very far in Dark Souls 2. I made it very far in Dark Souls 3. Um, but I've never won them. I mean, they're, they're, those games are kind of like life. Like, it's like, they're so hard... Like, I'm not I'm not going to be the guy that wins those games. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like the idea that you should be able to win every game is, you know, it makes sense that there should be some games you can't win because you can't win in most things in but life. Why you, should you win every game? Yeah, but what do you do? You just play to the point where you're just exasperated and then you just stop? Usually that's what I do, yeah. And then do you pick it up later on or do you just sometimes, you're done with the game? Sometimes I'll pick it up later on, yeah. Huh. Uh, but by that point, I've already been playing it for like fucking 20 hours or something, you know, so. Well, it sounds like this guy says it took months to complete. Uh, yeah. And the DLC. What's the DLC? Well, because the downloadable content where um, it's like down, you, oh, okay. you beat the game and then there's like extra missions or something. But it's like, yeah, I mean, like a lot of times how you progress in those games is you go, you just go through it and you, you die, you get killed. And then you go through again and you get killed. And then you, as you die, as you keep going through and dying, you learn like through sense memory and just through failure exactly like how to avoid the things that have been killing you in the past. And that seems masochistic. It's Why very masochistic. Why would you want to put yourself through that? And I get, I, there's only so much of it I can take before I just like <laughs> feel like I'm going to fucking have a heart attack. <laughs> but like at first I was like, I wouldn't play, I wouldn't play them because I was like, like in Dark Souls 1, I didn't even get past like the fucking second skeleton. Like, like literally I, I got like 10 minutes in the game and I couldn't get past that. And, uh, that shit just pisses me off. I rage quit, you know, but after a while something happened and it was just like, I kept going and, and, and you get obsessed with it. It's very you strange. You ever smash a controller? I have. Yes. <laughs> I've smashed the TV. I've smashed all sorts of shit. Well, you yeah. smashed a TV because yeah. you're that angry. Wow, yeah, I, that was that was a long time ago, but it's happened. Yeah, yeah, I don't have the patience to play these games. Right. I also don't think I have the skill set anymore. I I was really good at like you know like Kid Icarus mm. and Contra, but it's yeah. like now games have be are beyond me. Like I was at my brother's house, and he was showing me all the different games that he has, like the new Spider Man and uh, Red Dead Redemption and all this, and I was like, I could never play these games. Mm. Still on the patience to learn how. But anyway, uh, the, well, there you go, Scott. Do you have any advice for him, Harrison? Or do you just... No, because he's gotten way further than me. So I, <laughs> he should be giving me advice, for fuck's sake. You know? Well, uh, there you go, Scott. I think you should I make... just said the last boss of Sekiro because, I don't know, I was improvising a joke as one does <laughs> in this show. You know? so. It's all smoke and mirrors, okay oh. there, buddy? Mm-hmm. That's what podcasting is. Smoke yeah. and mirrors. Uh, people support the show by becoming a sick and wrong patron. We do appreciate your support. We really do. I've noticed we have a couple more people that have logged on recently. And uh, yeah, it really warms the heart. Um, 
Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. We do, you know, we do deliver a lot of extra content. We're not just asking you to give us money. And that's the thing. We're not like saying, we're not begging you. We're not like Sally Fields asking you to give us money for starving children right. and my starving cats. Um, we're, we're actually we're giving Sarah you McLaughlin something. over yeah. here, you know? Yeah. It's we're, easily we're like to that. mistake us for that, but we're not, we're not her. <laughs> um, we, we actually give you uh, fine content, like grade A content. Uh, this week we had uh, Schlitzy talking about his first marriage. It was like a flashback oh. episode to like when yeah. he proposed to his first wife. And uh, I got to say, I was surprised by it. I was surprised by how much he liked the band Sublime. Anyway, that's something you can listen to <laughs> yeah. on the Patreon page. Also, yeah. you know what I recently found? I think I'm going to post the Patreon page. My Fear Factor audition tape. Oh, my God. Yeah, I auditioned for uh, me and my girlfriend at the time auditioned for Couples Fear Factor when it came back right. in yeah. like 2010. And thank Satan we didn't get picked for it because I would never have been able to do that. Mm. I mean, that's I thought it was funny. But then after seeing what the people had to do on that show, I was like, there's no way I would have done any of that stuff. I would there's have done the new, stunts. There's some new show like that on Netflix, apparently, like a torture show. God, why? You know, called, I forget what it's called, but I was reading an article about it. It's basically like you have to like suffer through stuff while they like, you know, snap your banjo string and do all sorts God. of shit. To you. Well, that was the thing with Fear Factor. It's not like you're going to win 500 grand. You're going to win $50,000. Like, that's, I don't know. I mean, you could buy cars worth more than that. Yeah. I mean, it's not even that much money. So fuck it. Why would you do that? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the, the season that uh, we would have been on, you there was a stunt where, like, the couples either had to, at one point, drink a jar full of horse or donkey cum, actually. Donkey semen or donkey piss. And as right. partners, you had to choose if you want to drink the piss or the semen. I see. Mm. Would you have just been like, fuck you, I don't even care about winning 50 grand. I'm not going to drink do. donkey cum. You drink a <laughs> jar of donkey cum. I drink the piss. <laughs> I'm not drinking the cum. <laughs> Speaking of cars, you know who just got a fucking uh, convertible BMW? Who? Hung Young Terrorist. You got to be kidding me, really? Yep. Man, she mm -hmm. would drink the donkey cum. Yeah, she would. She would. <laughs> anyway, join up uh, Patreon today. Just five bucks. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. And you get all sorts of free content. Uh, finally, here's sick and wrong song of the week is a song that I've been saving. I don't know why I've been saving. I think I've just been forgetting to play it. But I've been meaning to play it for quite some time. Mill Supply with a song called Satan. Oh, this yes. is one of Harrison's deep cuts. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what is the deal with this band? Is it a one-hit wonder? Do you have any other records, or is it just one track that you happen to have by them? Uh, and I actually did find um, uh, it's a pretty rare album. I did I did find it on like Soulseek or something. I downloaded it. The rest of the album's not that great. I gotta oh. say, this yeah, song is but great was, though. The song is great. I came across it just in my weird, random loner folk explorations you know well sometimes you get in that wormhole where it's like yeah especially on youtube like you'll listen to one like one band that you find you're like wow that's an obscure band and then you look yeah. at their suggested videos and you're like oh this is interesting yeah that's Next what you know it's four hours later and you've like listened to all this weird music uh, this i have is these one of those particular bands. yeah i have these particular kind of loner folk people that i follow on youtube who put out these a lot most of the stuff they put out is like stuff you could never buy because it's like 
you know, some weird album that somebody published like 50 copies of and yeah, like only some weirdos have or something. Yeah. yeah. So this, this, I think that's where I found this song. But yeah, it's great. It's a cool song. So we're going to end the show here with uh, Satan by the band Mill Supply. People will be back next week with episode 687. Until then, take it easy. I'm coming on down Satan, won't you help me get in? I'm coming on down Satan, won't you be my best friend? I'm coming on down Everybody be What you want to be Everybody thank yourselves We're halfway to the Dickheads, why are you so fucking late for, man? The fuck? Uh, thanks, bye.